Bring the action. Radio host Elvis Duran. Hello. Hello, and thanks for listening. Elvis Duran. Elvis Duran of the morning show. You gotta turn, turn me up. I listen to it like every morning. I love listening to Elvis. It's just so great. I want every single one of you to scream out, Hello, lady. Hello, lady. Scream and shout and lay Duran in the Morning Show. I had a dream about Dua Lipa last night. Oh, you did? Yeah. A dirty hot. dream? Well, it was it was a no, it was a very clean dream, but it was definitely about Dua Lipa. Okay. I love her. Yeah, I do too. She's so talented and she's so beautiful and she's in, nice. In the dream, all we did was we're just sitting there talking, we're having a conversation. Okay. It was fun and she was smiling, I was smiling. Nice. So, is it okay if we start the show with a little Dua Lipa? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A D G A F. What's that mean? Idgaff. <laughs> Here we go. So she doesn't give a hood. She doesn't. I love how we edit the songs here. <laughs> I don't give a who. <laughs> no, no one will know. We love you, Dua Lipa. We're with you. We don't give a who nope. either. be great to live in a world where we could just play the song as it was written and performed? No. That's yeah. not going to happen. Well, I know. I don't know. It might soon. Let's get into the day. Uh, we do have a busy day. Priscilla Renee, she's an incredible writer and performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually watched her perform at the NAB uh, conference in Las Vegas. She's written some big, huge hits. Wow. She's coming in and performing for us today. Nice. I love it. Our friend Dan Harris from ABC News is coming is in. Is he going to yeah, perform yeah. too? He's performing. He's per- Absolutely. He's a performer. As you know, it's also uh, EMS Appreciation Week. Yes. And so every day we like to highlight uh, the men and women who are out there, first responders, showing up to make sure we're alive and get through the day. And we have to say good morning to Bill. Hi, Bill. How you doing, guys? We're doing okay. So Bill is a volunteer EMT driver in New York. You've been doing over 30 years, right? Correct, but I'm only a driver. I'm not an EMT. I drive for the EMT. Well, I know. Without the driver, the EMT wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Right. There is that. So what you do is very important. You're a part of the puzzle there, Bill. Yeah, yes, it's, it's Phil. <laughs> oh, Phil. Oh, Phil. Oh, oh yes, I'm sorry. Yes. I thought we were talking to Bill. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. But I have also another message for you, Elvis. What's that, Phil? Oh. Debbie says hello. Oh, hi, Debbie. Hi. Who's Debbie? Who's Debbie? Do you, do you, remember, do you know Debbie from, from Islip? Oh, Debbie from Iceland. <laughs> oh, yeah. you're, you're not talking about there's only one. We might know a couple. No, Debbie from Iceland. Well, listen, well, she's not yes. in, she's not in the, the, the uh, ambulance right now. Is she, is she okay? She's doing great. She's, she's home. Must be getting ready to go to work. Oh, Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Look, you guys <laughs> have a great day. And, uh, Thank you very much. I, I do know Debbie. That's been, it's been years since I've seen Debbie. Yeah, I thought you said hello. You but will. There's, there's another thing. Greg knows me from from Charlie's Hot Dogs. Oh, oh my God! Hot dogs Don't you remember? Were trying to close down when they were trying to close down Charlie's oh, Hot Dogs. Yeah. That's right. We had our Save the Wiener campaign. Remember oh, that? Yeah, That's, I remember. Yeah. Oh my God! I was there. I was there. I was there for that. Hey, let me and ask I you a question. At, I, was uh, there, I was in the house in New Jersey. Now, in in Islip Terrace, is Mary's the Italian place still open? Mary's Pizza. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, I love that. They have the best grandma pizza in the world. It's made with 100% real ground-up grandma. Well, then that definitely. We got to run, but Bill, Phil, thank you for all you do. You tell Debbie I said hi, and it's been years, and uh, we do appreciate you listening. And thank you for being a part of uh, the the EMT world and keeping us us alive. We appreciate it very much, Phil. Thank you very much. Hold on. We're going to send you an Elvis Duran shirt. Wow, memories are flooding back. Yeah. That's crazy. Don't you remember the Save the Wieners campaign? Of course. Charlie's Hot Dogs, right? Yep. yep. They tried to shut them down, but we... Save the, save the Wieners. 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 In beautiful Brentwood. Oh, wow. Memories. Wow. All right. Enough of that. Let's go around the room. Danielle, what's on your mind today? So, we all have the friend that's the one that you call for certain things, right? I know who to call when I need advice on an outfit. I know who to call when I need advice on, you know, maybe something I'm cooking. Well, when I see something inappropriate, I take a picture and send it to Frog. Because Froggy is my inappropriate friend. So, yesterday... Don't we all have an inappropriate friend? We do. So, yesterday I was out shopping with my girlfriend. And we came across such inappropriate looking things (laughs) and sayings and... Poor Froggy all morning. I'm like, look at these. It looks like nips. Look at this. It looks like this. The like, problem oh, with that is Froggy is everyone's inappropriate friend. He really is. Right. I really am. He really is. So he must have gotten like a million inappropriate like pictures yesterday. But I apologize. But they were Oh, no. All, no apologies needed. So the challenge today, everyone send a dirty picture to your inappropriate friend. Hey, find that yes. friend and send them a picture. Hey, Samantha. Welcome to the day. What's going on with you? So uh, when I had a car before I moved here, uh, my dad taught me the quarter tank gas rule. And that means never let your car get under a quarter tank of gas. You fill it up. Well, I was driving home with Kathleen yesterday, and we almost broke that rule. We were stuck in rush hour traffic, counting mile by mile, and by the time we finally pulled up to the gas station, she had three miles left. Wow, you're living on the edge. We felt so risky. I I taught her the gas rule yesterday. I know, but you know what? If you do indeed run out of gas, you know what? Shame on you. I know. You had warning. Hey, what's up with you, Froggy? You know, when something happens to you, try to act like you meant to do that. So yesterday I was in the grocery store and I don't know what happened. My knee just gave out and I'm walking by other people. So I almost fell to the ground, but I stood up and I acted like I did that on purpose. Like I was picking up something off of my shoe and I just kept walking and people looking at me like, what the hell's wrong with that guy? How graceful you were. Yeah, why do we do that? Why don't we just act like we had an accident? Why do we have to act like, oh, no, I did Because we don't want to be embarrassed. That's and by it. the way, guess what you're getting for Christmas? A what? life alert necklace. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you fall and can't get up, we're there for you. Hey, Scary, oh, what's up with you today? So around the New York City area, we have these things called city bikes, which are public bicycles. Well, they installed a bike rack in front of my apartment building in Jersey City. So I said, I'm going to do something I haven't done oh, in 10 years. Gosh. Ride a bike. Do you know? It was so great, and it's amazing how something just comes back to you after not doing something for so long. You should think about what it is you haven't done in a long time, and do it today. Make that be your thing today. Mm. What haven't you done in a long time, Elvis? What haven't I done? That's a very good challenge. All right. I need to send a dirty picture to an inappropriate friend today, and I need to remember what I did a long time ago. I haven't done it in a while, and do it again. Mm -hmm. All right. So much to do. A lot to do. Get it done. Do you like my scarf? It's very Fred from the um, Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Yeah, you know Fred from Scooby Doo <laughs> always wore a scarf. Yeah. So forward with your fashion. I uh, really am. <laughs> All right, let's get into your horoscopes, right. Danielle. Today is G Easy's 
birthday. By the way, his girlfriend, um, uh, Halsey, she wrote the cutest post for his birthday on her Instagram and how much she loves him. It was so awesome. Yesterday, I was actually almost in tears reading it because it's beautiful. Uh, so happy birthday, Jeezy. Capricorn, stop diverting your attention away from the most important aspects of your life. Take control of the situation. Your day's a nine. Aquarius, a force is holding you back in your love life. You may need to work on your relationship. Your day's a nine. Pisces, now's the time to create a game plan of life. Structure and planning is your strength. Your day is an eight. Aries, it's time to admire the world around you. Maybe take a hike. Your day's a nine. <laughs> Taurus, take care of all the responsibilities you've been putting off. This is going to clear your mind and set you up for success. Your day's a ten. Gemini, everything has been going extremely fast around you. Remember, step back and enjoy the moment. Your day's an eight. Cancer, tensions are high. Stay strong with your opinions, but be open to new ideas. Your day is a seven. Hey, Leo, lighten up. You've been uptight about the small stuff. Life's too short. Your day's a ten. Virgo, your work uh, is uh, under pressure, but that's how you work best. So don't let the stress of work get you down. Your day's a nine. Libra, many people are pulling you in different directions. This might be tricky, but you'll learn how to balance it. Your day's a 10. Scorpio, before jumping to conclusions, analyze your options. No need to create some tension if it can be talked through. Your day is an eight. And Sagittarius, pick and choose your battles. Most of your conflicts are not worth the energy. Your day's a nine, and those are your Thursday morning horoscopes. Ready for your Thursday? Yeah! yeah. Let's have a Thursday. Elvis Duran. You're not recording this, are you? In the morning show. Hey, it's Elvis Duran. You've heard how Wells Fargo is holding themselves accountable for recent issues. They're working hard to rebuild trust, reestablish core values, and stay vigilant. So check out where they're headed at wellsfargo.com slash renew. You just might be surprised. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A. Call us at 1-800-242-0100. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. That's it. Every day I'm going to wear a scarf around my neck. You should. And by the way, people are saying, uh... You don't look like Fred from Scooby-Doo with a scarf. He wore an ascot. Mm-hmm. There is a difference. Yeah. An ascot is larger and more bellowy. Billowy. Yeah. Billowy. This is just like a little scarf. Yeah. You you don't. It's not exactly what Fred had going no, on. But that's no. okay. You do you. It's in the style of Fred <laughs> from Scooby-Doo. In the style of Fred. <laughs> this is my own. This is my own version. Yes. My own. Uh, Presenting Elvis Duran in the style of Fred. Yeah. It's not. It's not an ascot. It's not a cravat. It's not a dicky. <laughs> it's just a scarf. Yes, it looks lovely. So I mean, so everyone who's you know correcting me on on twi- a tweet or Twitter, whatever that thing is, Twitter, what is it? Text, Instagram, text. You know, and you're saying that because you don't see. It. If you saw it, right. you go, "Oh, that's not an ascot. Right. That's a scarf." I gotcha. It's Fred esque. It is Fred esque. <laughs> <laughs> and then Greg T walks in and says, "Yeah, you're wearing a scarf." Well, it's very different. It is different, you know. And at first, I was I was going to be critical. And I was going to be like, oh, my God, what are you wearing? But then I stopped and I said, you know. Why are you going to be critical? You do you. We're in the world no, today. You of- stopped because I told you it doesn't matter what you think. Right. <laughs> right. But, but, that's really what happened. That's what happened. But you made sense that it doesn't matter what I think. And I think that that's, that's the lesson today is that, you know what? Be you. It doesn't matter. You know what? That's what a very good think. lesson. Do you? Do you? Yeah. Do you? Are you about okay. to do you because you came in wearing nothing but a bathrobe? Oh gosh. Well, this is, if if it lands on this particular game, I will have to get naked. For this okay. Game. Is that why we closed all the signs so the interns can't see a naked great team? Just in case it lands on that. All right. But do you see how good the medication is working on me? Like, I'm totally like, you do you. You're doing... I like that. See that? I like that. Double up. Open mind. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we're about to spin the wheel of games. Yes. And... Uh, Whatever 
game it lands on we're going to play. And one of these games obviously involves you taking off your robe and being mm-hmm. nude. Right. Correct. Danielle, right. it's a good time for us to get out of the room. It if we really want. is. <laughs> Maybe right. we'll leave Scary with him. <laughs> All right. It's the Wheel of Games. Yes. I'm going to spin the wheel. It's going to land on one of these games. Uh, let's see what's on the wheel. It's Usually it's a, it's a new buffet of new mm-hmm. games. I like that. Uh, okay, today's games are tweeted what? So I read somebody's tweet from in this room, and the audience would have to decide whose tweet I'm reading. Okay. Another game on the wheel is Fly Guy. So Skiri gets to play a tune on his zipper, and he goes up and down, up and down, up and down to the rhythm of the song. You have to okay. guess what song it is. Another game we could play today is Hammerhead. So I put a <laughs> helmet on, and then somebody in the room bashes me in the head with a hammer. Okay. And then uh, the next um, game is Name That that Writing Utensil. So I lower the microphone down to a piece of paper, and I take a writing utensil, and I make a noise. And then the audience member has to guess, is it a Sharpie, a pen, or a pencil? We're running out of games. Yes. Uh, And finally, on the Wheel of Games, Ass Espresso. Oh, so anyway, so I have a uh, um, a can of beans, and then I sprinkle them. What kind of beans? Espresso beans? Coffee beans, yes. Okay. And I sprinkle them on the floor, and then I sit there ass naked, and then I have to get up after 10 seconds, and then over under eight beans that are stuck to my butt, you win or lose. Oh my gosh, I love this one. Oh my god, I hope we play espresso. So that's why I have the robe on, just in case. That's nice. Alright, let's go see who's uh, playing on the Wheel of Games today. It's Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Hi, good morning. Well, good morning. Are you ready to play uh, a game on the Wheel of Games? Uh, yes, definitely. Right. Oh, 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 well, it's like it's your lucky day. You just landed on espresso. Oh, you guys made yeah. it land on that one. All right, so yeah. he, he's going to pour a bunch of espresso beans on the floor and sit on them with his bare butt. Yes. Now you have to guess under or over eight beans. Okay. I'm so excited about the this. magic number is eight. All right, so okay, let, let's let's see how many beans he puts this on the ground first. Tea in the beanstalk. <laughs> yes, it is. I hope one actually sprouts. Okay, so I sprinkled the beans. Okay, he sprinkled the beans. All then right. just many, for just to just to help out uh, the visual here, how many beans did you sprinkle? Uh, a lot of beans. Yeah, like I over or under fifty. Oh, there's over fifty. Oh, okay. there's a lot of beans. Hundred beans. Okay. Yeah. At least. Okay. By the way, we, originally when we came up with espresso, we were going to call it uh, crack a chino. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, dis- I- I'm disrobing now. Oh, 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 oh God. <laughs> I'm so sorry you're not here to see this, Ashley. I also have a damp cloth to make sure that, you know, things will stick to my bare body. Well, I'm sure they would have done that anyway. All right, so, okay, here's the question. Uh, now, hold on, guys. Let's, let's play the game. Uh, Ashley, do you think after he stands up from sitting on espresso beans, he'll have over or under eight beans stuck yeah. to his buttocks? I'm going over. Okay, over. Okay. Now, keep in mind, uh, some will fall off. So, what, how do we determine if those are... I will get up, and then Danielle will have to count each oh, bean. Oh, gosh. Well, I, I got to look at your butt. But I'm getting technical here, but some may fall off, and it's going to change. The ones that remain sticking. Yes. After right, how many you, seconds? After, uh, okay, after here we Danielle go. finishes counting. <laughs> All right. It smells good in here, though. I it really say. does. It smells like a fresh roast. It smells like Starbucks in here. <laughs> okay. S- All right, here we go. He's now sitting his bare-ass bare on the okay. coffee beans. Is that chock full of nuts? <laughs> okay, so I have to sit here now for 10 seconds. Are you ready? Tell me when you're sitting. I'm sitting. All right, let's, we have 10 seconds on the timer. Hold on. <laughs> Ashley didn't think no. you were going to... I'm a grower. I'm trying to talk to Ashley. We have a contestant here. Ashley, you didn't think your day would start like this, right? No. No, okay. I didn't. All right, it's been 10 seconds. Stand up, and Danielle, please count okay. the coffee beans on Greg T's ass. Okay. All right, I'm going to get up right now. Okay. okay. 
I want to try to keep okay. as many stuck. How many are on his butt? Oh, my God. Well, count them. Count. Go, go, go. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a lot. There's at least like 70 beans. Are you sure? Ew, it looks oh like God. he had an axe. Are you sure those are coffee beans? <laughs> it might have been what he ate last night. It, <laughs> <laughs> that's so hey, uh, Ashley, it looks like you won because it's you over. Yeah. Yes, you are. Tell <laughs> no. no. Tina to stand up. No, no. He's got his ass bent over in Danielle's face with coffee beans everywhere. <laughs> you know that the funny thing is that after a while you forget where you work and you forget what you're doing and I'm over here sticking my face in his butt and I'm like and then five seconds later I'm like what am I doing? I, I me too. The whole place <laughs> okay. is just out of control. All right, so okay, back to the game again. Yes, sir. It was over eight beans and so you win. We're gonna send you an Elvis Duran shirt. It's Yay! on the way, okay? Yay! All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for playing as espresso. Right. <laughs> Hold on one second. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Now, how long are you going to keep those on your butt? Well, I guess I have to shake them off now a little. i got to, you know, put them back on the floor. And now I can go get my clothes back on. <laughs> okay, well, after they fall off your butt onto the floor, then I, who picks them up? I will do it. Oh. I will clean them up. Oh, I will so take great. it for the team. All right. Well, no, you're not taking it for the team. It's your mess. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, great team. Oh, no problem. God. Do you see what I do for your show? Do you yes. see? I am willing to do anything for this show. That's anything. right. Anything. We love you. All right. Great oh, team, the frat boys. There's going to be a lot of filters on these vi- these videos. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to be able to release those. <laughs> Thank you, Greg T. Put on. You're standing right in front of the window. Oh, the... I, I totally forgot. All right. Thank you, Gregory. Okay. We got to be careful. We don't, want the intern- we don't want the interns to see you naked. <laughs> but I do love that the bathrobe that you're wearing is from the Haven. <laughs> from beautiful Norwegian Cruise Line. Yes. All right. I have a question. What's that? When you post something on Instagram, right, and then you put, a, like, a filter, no one can go in there and, like, take the filter off, can they? There's an app for everything. Yeah, oh, there is. Oh, no. <laughs> Live tweeting every morning. Follow us on Twitter at Elvis Duran Show. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Oh, my gosh. You know what arrived at my house yesterday? Oh, uh, I know. It was Wednesday, right? Your box of fun. Yeah, my box of fun from <laughs> Blue Apron. Yeah. I love me some Blue Apron. Delivered fresh, pre-portioned ingredients so I don't waste any food. Just enough food to chop up, saute, or roast, and boom, 45 minutes or less, I've got an incredible meal on my table. I look like a genius. You do. You are a genius. Some of the uh, menus for the week of May 28th, seared steaks and spicy peppers, green chicken quinoa salad, the salmon burgers and smoky potatoes, which I ate because, you know, I love my salmon. You do. They have these Sichuan-style pork noodles, maple and barbecue glazed chicken wings. It goes on and on and on. It makes you hungry, doesn't it? Yeah. We love Blue Apron. Let them do all the shopping and the recipes, and you do all the cooking and the eating. How do you like that? I like the cooking and the eating. Yep. Now, if you want to uh, get your first three meals for free, go to blueapron.com slash Elvis. Do it today. Blue Apron. Call us at 1-800-242-0100. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. So talking about a beautiful night and the big fireworks display last night. Yeah. So Nate was telling me a story. I hope you don't get mad that I tell this story. He thought he could enjoy watching the fireworks from his apartment, but he wanted to turn off the lights. Okay. So he could see them better, right? Exactly. But as he was sitting there in the dark, he realized across the way in another apartment, there was a couple having sex. Oh. Yeah. And uh, am I creepy for watching? Because I originally just wanted to watch the fireworks, and then, you know, my eye just happened to see some movement. Yes. 
And then I (laughs) forgot to watch the fireworks. Here's the question. Were their shades up? Their shades were up. And their lights were on. They wanted you to watch. Okay. Right. Okay, so, okay, but there was more to it. Yeah. uh, Tell them the rest of the story. Oh, no. Is it... Just tell the story. Is it illegal to watch with binoculars? Okay. There's a... I, may, I don't know, is it? I may or may not have gotten some binoculars, and then I just got a little bit of a closer look. Uh, is that I, that's, illegal? Is that wrong? I, serious question. Am I allowed to do that? I don't know. It's a little creepy. I don't know. Maybe someone knows here. I think that if they have their windows open, that you know, even yeah. though it's creepy, I, I just don't see why it's illegal to be watching. And so no. how you watch and through binoculars or... Whatever, yeah. a monocle. Well, I, did, I don't think I don't know if it's illegal. Yeah, I did realize it was pretty creepy because I turned all the lights off in my apartment. I moved a chair against a back wall, so there was no way anybody could see me. Oh, that's, with yeah, my binoculars. that's where it's creepy. See, now that's yeah. where it's that's, in the beginning when you were just watching, it was okay. But the, when you had the binoculars and moving the chair and sitting in the dark and everything, now it's reached full fledged creep. Okay, I just checked out quickanddirtytips.com. Yeah, and under <laughs> being a peeping tom, it depends on where it is. Because there's peeping Tom laws in certain places. Uh, so it's a good question because it depends on where you're peeping. Since well, you were peeping in New look, York, if we, we have, have to peep- look up the laws. If we had peeping Tom laws in New York, everyone would be in prison. Yeah. yeah. I know, but the yeah. other creepy thing is you did pull your chair to the back of the dark room so no one could see you. That is so rear window of you. Yeah. You're so Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> I don't, Stewart, I didn't want them to marry. <laughs> Look at the dirty couple. I don't think there's a peeping Tom law in New York, so I think you might be okay. Well, <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Could someone call? Do we yeah. have a New York attorney? Well, to balance it out, just to show you what goes on in apartment buildings, mm. they're going at it, and then right next door, one window over, the guy's enjoying the Cavs game. So I'm going back and forth, checking the score. Check and the then, score, then you check the score. Yeah, okay. and the, the fireworks were totally the last thing on my mind at that point. Okay, <laughs> so peeping. Tom laws generally make it a crime to view and or photograph or film a person I didn't do that. without their consent. But there's three things that they ask you. Did the victim realize he or she was being viewed? Oh, no. By the way, they're calling them victims now. <laughs> See, yeah. now we know. And, well, hold on. And without you watching, they're not victims. So because yeah. of you, they were victims. <laughs> right. Okay, yes, go number ahead. Number two, was the victim fully or partially naked? Fully. <laughs> and number three, the, did the viewing take place where the victim had a reasonable expectation of privacy? Uh, you can't expect to be private. That window was wide open. Lights were on. You know, right house. there. You know this. It's in an apartment building yeah. where there, and there's a hundred or two hundred windows you could look into, mm-hmm. and they know that other windows are across the street. Yeah. Now, we. This is obviously not the first time this has happened in New York City. No. We've got to have someone out there that knows the law. And, I, and, and, you know, who's looking out for the victim? Right. Yeah. And I think I've been victimized several times. We we have the shades up all the time. We all go right. at it. Well, maybe they're, they're they're paying you back. What's scary? Maybe. So, since we're assuming that they did this on purpose and left the windows open, isn't Nate fulfilling their request to be watched by getting binoculars? Well, we don't know. We just don't know. But maybe right. they do want that. Binoculars maybe. were a little... Creepy. I will admit that. Well, I don't. I, I think binoculars are no bo- binoculars. Oh, hold on. We've got Deb on the line. Deb is a police officer. Maybe she can uh, help us figure this out. Hi, Deb. Welcome to the show. By Hi. the way. Good morning, guys. Morning. Good morning, and thank you for keeping us safe. You know, we love our men and women. And uh, I know, and I appreciate your appreciation. You're always great to us. Okay, so uh, so you heard the story straight, Nate, looking out his darkened, roomed window into the. <laughs> Apartment across the street, people having sex with the windows open, the blinds open. Uh, Is there a law that covers this here in New York State, New York City? 
although the binocular part kind of creeps me out, what Nate did was legal. As long as he's not on their property looking in their windows, anything you can see from the street is viewable. Okay. And photographable, actually. And, and by the way, is, is this a New York City law or, you, or just the law where you, I don't know where you're calling from. Uh, upstate New York. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, it, it, her interpretation of the law is you were you were creepy, but not illegal. So, it's their responsibility then if they want privacy to put the shades down. Correct. Or okay. turn off the lights or do something. Because the converse would be if they were, say, purposely exposing themselves from their windows to the street, then that would be illegal because it is, you can be on the street and look at people's oh. houses and oh, wait a minute. you sh- so even though he was the creepy one, he could actually call the police on them for having Ooh. sex with the windows oh. open. Maybe no, Nate, maybe uh, Nate's the victim no, in this case. You're the what victim. A, <laughs> what a twist. Yeah, Nate's the victim with his binoculars on and his pants down. Should have called oh the cops. This is great, Deb. I think we have a case now. <laughs> no, I think Deb just made a good point. You're no longer the victim when you've got binoculars and your pants down. No <laughs> I didn't have my pants down. <laughs> you, you said you thought about it. Uh, I uh, Well, you think about it, right? But I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not the perv. You're the perv. What, what was great, though, is when they apparently finished, I couldn't really tell if they finished. I'm assuming they did. He pulls out a guitar and starts playing. Oh, my God. While he's naked. <laughs> now, that's illegal. All right. Well, listen, Deb, we love you. Stay safe out there, and thank you for listening to us. Thank you, Elvis. Love you, too. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the Danielle wow. report. Let's let this soak in. <laughs> oh, uh, not real. All right. Here we go. Danielle. Yes. All right. So why don't we just keep going with the nudity? An Australian Star Wars Star Wars burlesque show is touring California. Features sexy versions of Luke, Leia, Han Solo, Chewie, Boba Fett. The sexy stormtroopers are even there, and it's called The Empire Strips Back. A burlesque oh wow! Parody. So if you want, I do. Go, my favorite character is Han Solo. <laughs> if, you'd like, if you'd like to go and see it. You gotta go to California. Uh, so, okay, so I—that's <laughs> our new name for Nate. <laughs> okay, back to you. So last night was the season finale of Survivor Ghost Island. So I did not watch it because my son and I couldn't watch it together. So I'm waiting for today. Unfortunately, I know what happened because that's my job. Do I say what happened or do I wait, Elvis? Because it was a big deal what happened last night on Survivor. Uh, okay, well, spoiler alert. If you don't want to know, she's about to say what happened. Okay. okay, here we go. Go. All right, so the three final contestants came down to Dominic, Laurel, and Wendell. So they all went up against each other in a challenge. And what happened was there was a tie at the tribal council between uh, between Dominic and between Wendell. So... Laurel had to basically cast the deciding vote. And people are angry because they're like, well, that's not fair. That, that Laurel, uh, Yes, it is. Whoever Laurel, whoever screwed Laurel the least out of Survivor is going to get his vote. See, I didn't hear it was Laurel. I heard it was Yanni. No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway. I was waiting for that. Anyway. Well, In so, the end, Wendell won. Okay. Let's <laughs> just put it that good, way. Good for Wendell. They also told us that it will be uh, the 37th season of the reality show franchise. It's called Survivor, David versus Goliath. It just wrapped in Fiji. It will debut in September. And basically what it does is put underdogs against those who have risen to the top of their various industries. That's what will be going on in the next season of Survivor. By the way, I think it's okay that you you told everyone what happened. Okay. On on the Survivor, what's the name of it? Survivor. Survivor uh, Ghost Island. You, you know, we had Adam Rippon and Jenna Johnson on yesterday, mm-hmm. the winners of the lat- latest season of Dancing with the Stars. Right. We had people yelling at us. Why? You spoiled it. 
Let me tell you, Adam Rippon had his big sparkly uh, mirror ball trophy like parading around New York City. Okay. <laughs> I know. And he was wearing like a mirror ball jacket. He is. You can't miss it. You can't miss it. Nope. So anyway. Uh, the NFL owners have a uh, new policy which requires all players and team personnel to stand for the national anthem if they're on the field. If they kneel, teams and individuals will be subject to a fine. Players can stay in the locker room if they want to without any penalty. And several minutes into Ariana Grande's performance at the Billboard Awards, a $169,000 choker went missing from her neck. Her people were frantic. They looked everywhere for it. They found the necklace on the side of the stage in a far corner. Now, according to the jeweler's PR company, they said the choker's clasp had a faulty mechanism and it fell off because she was doing some choreography. Honey, yeah. if you're wearing a $200,000 choker, you better make sure the clasp doesn't have a funky uh, mechanism. Exactly. That that was crazy. But Greg T actually thinks there's a conspiracy theory. Oh, what's your conspiracy yeah. theory? So you know when these celebrities, uh, when they go to some of these award shows, they walk the red carpet and then there's always somebody to ask them like what you're wearing yes. and, and you drop the name. So I don't think there's much value in that. Like they go, oh, what are you wearing? Oh, Versace. What are you wearing? Calvin Klein. Whatever, okay? So what do you really get out of that one little mention? Nothing. So I think that this jeweler was like, listen, this, this di- these diamond necklaces, it's worth $169,000. I need a little something more than so, you just wearing so it. So drop it between the cracks yeah. of the stage. And then, right, because like, it happened on Sunday night. So now it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They finally reveal, oh, it's a clasp. So they had four days of advertising it and talking about Well, the- I know, but I, I asked me the name of the jeweler. I can't tell it to you. Exactly. Well, but if you read the article, then you would. You would yeah. know. I know, but Danielle's not helping them. No, I'm not telling. I'm not saying the name of the jeweler. Zales. Okay. It's well, not there you go. But that's my conspiracy. That I think somebody Kays. finally got smart and said, I need more than conspiracy just a Conspiracy theory. Oh you know what? Gosh. I never, ever doubt it. Uh, do Steven not forget- Singer. <laughs> that's who it was. It was Steven Singer. Let's just say that. Uh, so today is Red Nose Day. Do not forget to uh, wear your red nose if you haven't. If you haven't gone to Dwayne Reed to get it, you can still do that. Uh, red Nose Day 2018 is your hashtag for the day. Tonight, the two-hour special, The Last Days of Michael Jackson over on ABC. You have Siren, American Ninja Warrior is on, Hollywood Game Night, Showtime at the Apollo. And over on NBC, there is a Red Nose Day special. There was a special last night on uh, Smithsonian Channel. No, 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 Nat Geo. About the making of the wedding, the royal wedding. Oh, yeah? Like what it took to get all that stuff together. It was so fascinating. It's on National Geographic. I think it's like it's Harry and Meghan behind the scenes or something like that. Oh, gotta look it look up. it up. It's fantastic. Nice. Thank you, Danielle. Welcome. I love you. Love you. Twitter under attack. Follow Elvis on Twitter at Elvis Duran. Elvis Duran in the morning show. Hey, it's Elvis Duran. You've heard how Wells Fargo is holding themselves accountable for recent issues. They're working hard to rebuild trust, reestablish core values, and stay vigilant. So check out where they're headed at wellsfargo.com slash renew. You just might be surprised. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A. So uh, Webgirl Kathleen came up with this idea several days ago, and we've been going with it on our social media for three days. Yeah. It's called Toot Your Own Horn. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about this last night because I was making tacos, and the tacos were amazing. And I thought about, oh, this is exactly what Elvis was talking about this morning. I'm like, I just made some damn good tacos. Well, well what you did is you acknowledged mm-hmm. how great what you did was. Yeah. And I think it's, it's just so important. Let me go I'm on my Instagram. Oh, here it is. Several days ago. Screw humility. Brag. Tell us what amazing thing that you're doing or what you've done. And all these people every day are sharing these great things that they do. Yeah, Froggy. 
I think it's great because often we see as crediting ourselves as selfish. And you spend so much time taking care of everybody else that you do neglect yourself sometimes. So this is a great way to stop down and say, hey, I'm pretty good. I'm doing a good job. I did something great. I want to give myself some credit. Exactly. Well, here's the thing. There is a line you can cross. (laughs) If you you just sit there and give yourself credit all day, it's going to get a little old. I am so fabulous Uh, all the time. Enough (laughs) about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think about me? (laughs) But yeah, no, you know, Scary brings up a good point. We were all kind of taught that it's it's better not to, you know, speak so highly of yourself. I just think that's a pile of... of Poo-poo. My mother said... Poopy poop. My mother said, don't ever toot your own horn cream rises to the top you will be discovered and found out something. okay i mean that's another philosophy i'm not it's not none of them are wrong or right i'm just saying well not actually they're they're all right mm. maybe it's a better way of doing it <laughs> i think that if you do something that's really cool first of all acknowledging it to yourself is step one a lot of times we do great things and yeah. we, we just we ignore ourselves yes we, we don't give ourselves credit for it mm-hmm. just even if you just do it internally and you don't share it with anyone you could say yeah I was good. <laughs> I was fantastic. I just rocked his world. Yeah, me. I did that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the second one is going, hey, I got to tell you guys something. I just made the best tacos. You mean? tacos. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm really getting great at it. Yeah. I'm having fun doing it. Really? <clears throat> it's okay to do it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it, I think it makes people like you, as long as you don't go over oh, the line. Oh, yeah, do not go over the line. Uh, at Elvis Duran on Instagram, the Flossy Boss says, I stopped traffic on a busy road. I helped a turtle to get to the side he was headed to so he wouldn't get hit. Oh, oh my God. That's wonderful. How can you not you know, give a standing ovation to Flossy <laughs> Boss? Uh, Michael says, I, I drank a 60-ounce margarita this weekend. Yay, me. Yeah. 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 That's an accomplishment. Uh, Goofy Grump. Says I went back to college this week after a thirty-year hiatus. Can you imagine? Oh my gosh, that's nerve-wracking too. I just love this. Here's a, a kiss of New Jersey. Says I make the meanest prime rib this side of the Mississippi. Good for you. A displaced New Yorker says I don't really have anything to share, but I am grateful to read all of these. There need to be more posts like this, and this is something we noticed. Almost half of the posts weren't people tooting their own horns. It was people saying, I love reading other people tuning their own horns. It's nice because so much negativity is out there right now, so it's nice to have some positive stuff to look at. Wild Street Studio says, I saved a chipmunk caught in a mousetrap. I'm hoping he'll tell his friends and they'll all stay out of my attic this summer. (laughs) This person says, working 13-hour shifts as a registered nurse, getting yelled at, pooped on, (laughs) pulling my back out, literally holding my bladder all day, but I love my job with all my heart with my geriatrics. (laughs) What's that, Scary? So, if I make a donation to a charity, it's okay for me to post about it on Instagram? No, you, you should. And people always ask why we make a big deal when we donate money to charity mm-hmm. or into organizations that deserve it. First of all, it gives that organization, uh, it puts them in the spotlight. Yeah, it highlights them. And secondly, it, it reminds people, hey, any, anyone, anyone and everyone can do something to contribute. It right. can be a little bit of money, a lot of money. It can be time. It can be just telling your friends about it. Yep. So, yeah, I think it's great. Uh, Amy. Hey, Amy. Hi. Do you have a horn? Toot it. Uh, no, that wasn't me. <laughs> no, no, what, no. This is Amy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, no. This is all about tooting your own yeah, horns. Toot I, talking, your horn. Talking about something you did that you're proud of. <laughs> yes, I did uh, CPR on a guy last night for the first time, actually. Now, uh, is, is he okay today? 
Yes. Well, okay, I think so. I'll find out when I get there later. But Well, no matter what, yeah. you gave him another chance to live. That's what you did. Yes. That's great. Wow, that's all? And it was your first time doing it? Yeah, I'm an x-ray student, and I'm CPR certified, and I haven't actually done it on an actual person besides a dummy. And yesterday, kind of like more so like the adrenaline took over, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is actually happening. Well, look at you. Whoa. You saved a life, and Danielle made tacos. <laughs> <laughs> but you both deserve to say something about it. Yeah. Hey, you know, Amy, thank you. Congratulations on doing that. It's so important people understand CPR because you never know when you're going to have to right. whip it out. At least she wasn't doing CPR exactly. on the person I fed the tacos to. That would not have been yeah, a good thing. No. It could happen. <laughs> thank you, Amy, and thanks for sharing that with us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hello, Nicole. Hi. Good morning. Well, good How morning. are you? We're doing well. Do you have a horn? Toot it. I do. Um, this past year, I went back to grad school to get my master's in education, um, and I was coaching varsity softball at a high school team to make extra money and also working part-time at the college. And then halfway through this school year, I found out my boyfriend had been cheating on me. And it was a very hard time, and somehow I managed to get through it all and graduate with honors, and I just made it through, and I'm really wow. proud of myself wow. for Nicole, it. you went through a lot. But it's, I did. it's one yeah. thing to go through it. It's another thing to talk about it. And when you hear yourself describing what you've been through, it's, it's very impressive, yeah. isn't it? Thank you. No, I appreciate that. You just have to sometimes look at the best in the situation. And just deal with what life gives you and plow through it. There you go. Congratulations. Aww. Let's toot your Thank horn. Thank you very much. Scary's <laughs> <laughs> in the club. <laughs> Drink a little bub. <laughs> Where's line 24? Here it is. Hello, Fawn. Hi. How are you? We're doing well. Go ahead. Tell us what you did. So I am in the Coast Guard. And one day, a few months ago, we were on the boat. And we saw something swimming in the water, so we went to check it out, and it was a parrot. A parrot? A parrot. was floating in the water? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so now, we picked it up, and we brought it back. Was it connected to a pirate's shoulder? <laughs> no, it was just the parrot swimming. <laughs> That's cool. So you gave this parrot a, another another chance to, to live. Yeah, it was really cool. We just uh, It was super cold at the moment, but once we warmed it up and brought it back to the base, um, it was talking obnoxiously loud. So. Yeah, sometimes. You, you, yeah. you know what? You save Polly's life. It's time for Polly to go away. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Fawn, thank you. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. See, these are the cool things. And yeah, look, we awesome. can go. Uh, we yeah. can go on and on and on. But I'm just saying, you gotta, you got to remind yourself that you're doing good things. Yes, definitely. I, yeah. We, I'm, the, the calls are, I mean, we get, we're getting a million calls, all the text. I mean, good. Yeah. It's great. Happy Fleet Week, by the way. It's Fleet Week. Yes. Oh, yes. you're asking? Oh, yes. Well, yeah, and Fawn, who we just talked to, is in the Coast Guard. Oh, she is. They rescued a parrot. And then uh, she wanted to throw it in the trash <laughs> for talking to me. Hey, listen, uh, <laughs> go to at Elvis Duran uh, on Instagram or Twitter and, uh, and toot your horn. Let everyone know. Let yourself know and then tell the world. Hey, uh, we got to switch gears uh, and, and talk about straight shrimp for just a moment. <laughs> straight <clears throat> when you said straight, I thought Nate. I don't know why. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Let's move on to shrimp. Uh, there's this restaurant here called X-20 Xavier's on the Hudson in Yonkers, mm-hmm. and uh, we're glad they're here. We're going to talk more about them later, but they brought these, these shrimp in that are straight. And so Greg T. walked in and said, well, tell them what you said, Greg. I just, I'm curious, shrimp are curved, but they brought shrimp here and they're straight. 
So how do they make straight shrimp? Well, I don't think they're breeding them like that. No. Well, but I don't know how they do it. It's amazing. I, I really you know, too. Well, I know you can sort of kind of cut the tip and straighten them out, or you can put a stick through them. Or I've never seen straight shrimp. I, I mean, in a in a in a restaurant, maybe once I've seen it, but this is very unusual because usually they're curved and they kind of float along in the water there. You, you know? Why don't you go ask them how do they you? made? Go ask them how they Wait. go. Go no go. I'm gonna go. go ask them. Does he have a conspiracy theory? Yeah, there's got to be. They're mass yeah. producing some sort of. Uh, gen- Genetic, genetically, genetically, whatever shrimp. Yeah. Yeah. No hand shrimp. No, you 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 put a stick through them. I I think. I don't know. I gotta say they're much more convenient when they're flat though, like that, because it's easier to eat. You could dip them in things. And right. You get as- and if you know if they're really, really big shrimp, you can butterfly them and spread them mm, out. Like yeah. That, you know. It's just like spatchcocking a chicken. <laughs> just like it. <laughs> When's the last time you spatchcocked a chicken? It's been a while. <laughs> you know, it's last a, night. it's actually a great way to to uh, grill chicken. Mm-hmm. You're acting as if you don't know what a spatchcocked chicken means. is. I don't even know what that means. We'll get to that in a Should I look it up? Uh, if you want, yeah. Spatch. Yes, Greg T. How okay. do they straighten their shrimp? So I talked to one of the gentlemen outside, Peter Kelly. Oh. He said what they do is they do put a skewer through the middle of it. They cook it that way. Then they pull the skewer out. Then they clean it and they right. serve it straight. Well, that's the thing. Look at that. Because once it's cooked, it becomes it becomes more of a like what? a solid. Shrimp. Elvis knows everything. I agree. You see that? Yes. He knows everything, and especially when it comes to cooking yep. or food, anything culinary. Agreed. Elvis knows. I- and you know, and some people uh, would say that if you really want to make a shrimp straight, you just got to pray for it. Pray <laughs> really hard. Just pray for it. I have, al- <laughs> I have so always stupid. said. I, I have always said. By the way, Dave Brody wrote that. Yeah. I get, and, I, and I didn't deliver it very well. I have received a better education working on this morning show than I have in any any year, high school or college or anything. I learned you nothing. You learned a lot. Yeah, here I have. Um, so were- our friend from uh, X2O who brought the straight shrimp, yeah. we thank you for the education in straight oh. shrimp. I cannot believe it. I have spatchcock before and I didn't know it. I didn't know that's what wow. it was called. Spatchcocking. You've been spatchcocking all these years. I haven't. I didn't tell even them what know. it means. It says um, you you use sturdy scissors or poultry shears. You cut up along each side of the backbone or the nose of the chicken, and you remove the ribs as you go along, right? And then you turn the chicken over, flatten the breastbone with the heel of your hand so that the meat is thick right. in all exactly. one place, and then you skewer it and secure the legs. And I didn't know that's it's what great. It was it's called. a great way to to grill chicken. It makes it, yeah. it cooks it more evenly. Fifteen huh. to twenty minutes. Or roast for 40. So the question is, bone or debone? I think it's interesting. Do you debone a chicken or do you bone a chicken? <laughs> Depends well, on the night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a party. <laughs> All right, now you know. You're straight shrimp. Are you, just think of that, anything on your body that's curved. Yeah. If you cram a stick in it, it's going to straighten it right up. <laughs> All right. No thanks. We've got a phone tap coming up next. Elvis's personal Instagram account. Follow him now at Elvis Duran. I think I'm ready to start a modeling career. <laughs> Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Tate's Bake Shop's signature thin, buttery chocolate chip cookies are uniquely crispy, deeply delicious. If you're looking for the perfect, most delicious gift ever, you can actually send Tate's delectable brownies, blondies, all of it. Visit tatesbakeshop.com. Make sure you enter promo code Elvis for 20% off your next order. <laughs> All right, all right, we can't. Uh, we, we have to get into the phone tap. Blah blah blah. Blah. I'm, I've been eating those straight shrimp. They're very good. They are right. <laughs> and now I want to know how does it get such tasty shrimp? Okay. Right, they all come from the Elba, same water. Elba, stop eating those. They're going to turn you straight. Stop. Uh, yeah, stop it. 
No, you you you, you season the whatever you're boiling them in. Go, go, you know, go ask him. Oh. Go ask the chef. Oh, good. Stop mm. asking us. Mm. All right. We've talked about straight shrimp and spats spats caulking. Spats caulking. Spats caulking. All right. Uh, okay, so who does the phone tap today? Uh, it belongs to Greg T. Oh, I Greg know. T has the phone tap today. Mm. I'm not nearly at the top of the list of being great at phone taps. All right. The taps I like to do are a little weird. Now, remember the conversation we just had about tooting your own horn and yeah. you know, and talking about the great things you you bring to the table. You're yes. not, you're really going against that. Well, yeah. I just but I I know what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. I'm I'm a realist. I'm good at other things. Phone taps maybe not so good. Then why are we playing your phone tap if it's not good? Well, you needed one. So. We need one. Yeah, so I had to do it. So okay, I just jumped so. into the ring and I did it. Oh well, <laughs> and for that alone we appreciate. So there's something to appreciate. There you go. You see, I'll t- I'll take it for the team. I'll do I'll do something that you, you might need. You provided a phone tap. That's right. With and that said, let's let's go. This phone tap was pre-recorded with permission granted by all all right, Greg T, your phone tap. What's it about? I want to preface that this is a very weird phone tap, so oh, just boy. enjoy it and understand it's weird. It's more like a, a work of art. <laughs> okay. So, All right, so Jason and Nick are buddies, and they play jokes on each other all the time. So Jason reached out to me, and we came up with this, uh, uh, you know, this idea. And um, we wanted to phone tap his his friend, and I came up with a stupid scenario where I found his phone, his buddy's phone number on a bathroom wall, and I called him up, and I I, I pretended I was perverted. So you'll see. Oh, perverted. He, pre- he pretended he was perverted. Wow, you it's, it's pretended. A weird, like I told you. you pretended that you're a pervert. It's a weird. That's not phone a stretch tap. at all. Let's right, yeah. see what happens in this phone tap. Hello. Hello. Who's this? Who's this? This is Jason. Hey. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good, man. Who is this? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, uh, dude. What do you look like, man? Who is this? (laughs) Come on, dude. Cut the What size feet do you have? Who gives a Who is this, man? How big are are your feet? (laughs) They're they're big, bro. They're real big, man. Size 11. Yeah, And I'll be right up your (laughs) in a minute. I gotta go. Morgan, I know it's you. Cut it out, man. You sound awesome. I love it. Come on, man. I'm totally horny for you. Yeah. You you wax? You wax your body? Yeah, Yeah, Morgan. I wax all over, man. My b****s are totally free, buddy. I'm free-balling today. Let's each other fight each other and stuff. Yeah, let's do a hard sport, buddy. Come on, Morgan. Cut it out, Morgan. Yeah, I want to take your size 11 feet and... uh, I want you to walk all over me. <laughs> yeah, I'll walk all over you, buddy. And then after that, I want you to lay on top of me and we'll just wrestle on the ground all yeah. night. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I love it, yeah. Morgan, cut the f- man. For real, I got to go to work, man. Quit f- around. Yeah. I got to go. Nick! Hey, <laughs> he thinks it's Morgan. That is perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> Dude, I love this. I'm going to put you on three-way and you call him. Feel him out and see what's going on, all right? All right, cool. Yep. Hello? Jay? What's up, dude? Nothing, man. Morgan keeps calling me, acting like he's, like, hitting on me. What? Yeah, it's like, he's, like, moaning. He's got nothing <laughs> better to do, man. He's sitting around. <laughs> dude, it's definitely not Morgan. Um, I didn't think anybody would actually call you. <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't get mad, all right? What the When we were over at Sarah's Dairy the other night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally wrote your number on the bathroom wall, dude. <laughs> No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. 
Why would you do that? For real? Calm, calm down, dude. I was just playing around. I didn't think anybody was actually going to call you. Wait, dude, that's off, dude. Who does like that? that? Lots of people. This is not cool, man. I, it's it's going to go away. And you know what? Oh it's God, exactly God. like that you I can't can... believe you did this. This is him again. This is him again, man. Oh. I can't this. Dude, 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 Timmy, answer it. No, dude, answer it, answer it. Dude, I'm going to breathe. Jason, breathe. No, Answer dude, it. Ma'am. Hold on. Hold on. Hello? Hello. How you doing? You're a skank. You're a skank. Listen, you're a skank, man. Yeah. You find some number on some bathroom wall and you decide to call him in? Yeah. For a good time? Yeah, yell at me. Yell at me. I love when you yell at me. Yeah. Listen, you're, you're a pervert, man. Yeah. Trying to call people? Yeah. Hey. Hey, uh, let me, I'm going to tell you something right I'm now. I'm getting I'm not... sweaty. I'm getting sweaty. I, uh... Right now? I want to lick your feet. Yeah. I want to touch Blair. you and smell you. I want to smell you. So. You're going to smell oh, like shit in your face in a minute, dude. Uh, no, I'm not. This is Greg T. from Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. You've been phone tapped. <laughs> no way. Oh, that was... Yay. I'm sorry. That was... I said it was a little perverted and weird. I said that. A little? Creepy. I, pre- yeah. I, I prefaced it. Actually, I thought you were kind of funny. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just don't know. You just come up with a stupid idea. You know what? If I had one of my friends coming to you, dude, I put your number on the bathroom wall. I don't, don't know. I don't know where I would take that. I agree. But you were, that was just gross. We just had a little bit of fun. Just very little. Ugh, I feel like that's how T talks to his wife. I do not. <laughs> I do not. No way. Well, that's it. I that gotta go. Only I, for the phone I need tap. to go take a shower after that. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least Purell. I agree. All Dirty. right. So if you know some, if you know someone in your life that's phone tappable, I mean they're gullible. They'll believe anything. Then uh, we need to know about them. Go to elvisduran.com and click on the phone tap link. This phone tap was pre-recorded with permission granted by all participants. The Elvis Duran phone tap. Duran in the morning show. So, um, as you know, we talk about Tate's Bake Shop cookies all the time. I love that after you go out and try them, after we you know, talk about them, yeah. and then you go on and tweet at Tate's Bake Shop and us. Usually it's, thanks so much, because now I'm addicted to them. Yeah, people get mad at us. <laughs> uh, our friend Kathleen King, the founder of Tate's, she still creates all their recipes, and they have all these inventive new cookies, and you can go to their, their uh, website, tatesbakeshop.com, and order for people and even order for yourself. But it still always goes back to the original crispy buttery chocolate chip cookie mm-hmm. and they are perfect for sharing. That's when that's why when you go buy Tate's Bake Shop cookies, you need to buy at least two bags. Yes. You can look for the signature Tate's Bake Shop green bag at your favorite local market. Tate's Bake Shop. There's no reason for us to get into fights over cookies anymore. Can we just agree we're going to stop? We're just going to mm-hmm. be okay if you get to your bag and it's empty. You know, okay. And throw the bag out though when it's empty. Yeah, Don't throw the leave bag out. it so that I'm teased, thinking there's a cookie in it. We hate that. But this is what this is what happens. Tate's Bake Shop cookies causes fights. Yeah. It, it should be about loving each other. It should be all about love. All right. So Tate's Bake Shop cookies in the green bag. Buy them. T- this is Elvis Duran and the Morning Show. So, um, how would you like to spend the weekend with Greg T in the Hamptons? I, uh, the Hamptons, yes. T, not so much. I wonder if, 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 you, if you win the sweepstakes, can you request that Greg T not go? <laughs> Could you imagine if someone did that? Let me how, tell you. How bad would T feel? Well, no. First of all, no. 
No one in their right mind would not want to be with T. I would love to spend the weekend with T in the Hamptons. He's my boyfriend. I love him. Aww. So we're having a Tate's weekend in the Hamptons with Greg T. Uh, it's a trip for two to Southampton, New York, $500 spending cash, and you visit the original Tate's Bake Shop with Greg T and the founder, Kathleen King. Yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. If you want to win it, go to ElvisDuran.com keyword contest. And T does know how to show you a good time. Yes, he does. I was stuck in an airport with him for over 24 hours, and we had the best time. God bless you, child. He's very nice to travel with. I love my great team. Yeah. Uh, Dan Harris, as you know, he has uh, his new book, Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics, mm-hmm. and he features us in this book. And that's the only bad part of the book. I'm such a fidgety skeptic that I still haven't tried it. You know what? <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that because Dan Harris is coming in in about yeah. 15 minutes. Even though he sent me stuff to try, I didn't try it. He's on the way. Love you, Dan. It's okay. He's gonna. It's okay. But you know, he's yeah. so mellow about that. And if you're a true, if you're truly into meditation, you understand that guilting someone into meditation is it, it goes against the principles of meditation. Yeah. Also, Priscilla Reina, incredible artist, a writer. You've heard a lot of her music. We're so fortunate to have her come in this morning. She's she's performing later on. Uh, we're about to get into the Danielle report. What do you have, Danielle? Um, we are going to talk about Ariana Grande and the lost necklace. So I received uh, an email from uh, Samantha, producer Sam, mm-hmm. about some friends of hers, and I want to find out if this story is all that rare. So uh, you know, when you meet someone, you size them up. Well, like, is this someone I could marry and have kids with? Right. And there are other people who only date to find someone to have kids with and to marry. I mean, yeah. as a matter of fact, you go out on dates with them, you're having fun, and the conversation comes up about marriage and kids, and if one of the members of the, of the couple says, mm, I'm not into it, but the right. other one's into it, they'll break up with you. Oh, yeah. And that's fine. If that's what they want, I get it. So you're friends, but listen to this interesting twist. Go ahead. So my girlfriend and her boyfriend were dating for quite some time, and he asked her to move in. And she said, yes, I would love to move in with you, but I don't want to live for anyone longer than six months without getting engaged. Oh. So he agreed. So he says, okay, move in with my with me, and in six months we'll begin we'll get engaged. We'll get engaged, yeah. So they live together, and it's coming up on the sixth month, and there's been absolutely no further discussion or signs of a proposal from him. And she's freaking out because she doesn't know what to do. Like, well, she signed a lease. She did sign a lease. There she's, is that. She's here for six more months living with him, but like she doesn't actually want to not be with him, but it's something that they agreed upon and is very important to her. So either it's going to come, he's hoping it's going to come and go, or <laughs> the six months hits, he's going to go, okay, bye. <laughs> oh, well, my God. Well, that's the thing. Could you imagine? No. Well, look, you know, she made it very clear to him right. that I, I you know, I'm going to move in with you, but it's got to be ramping up to engagement. Yeah. And it's not happening. But has she brought it up? She hasn't brought it up. Okay. Well, then, you know, she's Mm. partially at fault here. She should bring it up. I think she keeps hoping he's, like, going to do it. It's, like, a surprise, so she doesn't want to start talking about it. But now they're, like, now they're they're in the red. Like, there's no time left. And she's, like, well, now I have to bring it up, but... It's kind of late. Well, it's it's awful that she's you know, she's you know biting her fingernails over this. She she deserves an answer, and you know. I know it's such a tough position. She doesn't she doesn't want to break up with him, but it also like this puts a different kind of tamper on their relationship either way because now it's come down to her feelings are hurt because there's something sh- that her partner knows is really important to her and he hasn't. Yeah. I know, but once again. Sometimes guys forget things. Women forget things. Sometimes, you know, it it falls out of the top priority level. 
she should not expect anyone to read her mind. She should say something. She owes that to herself first and foremost. So she, you think she should just start yeah, the conversation? Absolutely. Don't could, you guys? Don't you guys agree? Yeah, I think yes. she could. Like you know, maybe they could go out to dinner and she could nonchalantly say like, you know, it's coming up on six months, and just see what he says. See, <laughs> Nate doesn't love that. See, I, I, I'm just a firm believer in just looking you straight in the eye and say, hey. You 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 know what we talked about when we signed this lease? Yeah. And it's been almost 6 months. And so, you know, where are we with that? I right. I, I, I don't beat around the bush. Yeah. I mean, what what straight I, I don't know. At the same time, you can't put a timeline on a relationship. Part of the reason of living with someone is so you can figure out if you do want to take that next step, right? Yeah. So, but then that should have been agreed on. Then he should not have agreed on the 6 yeah. months. But thing. circumstances change. It's been 5 months. But what if he asks for a little bit more time. What if he says, like, you know, we're, you know, six months, I need a little bit more time. Would she be willing? I think, knowing her, I haven't asked her that, but knowing her, she's one of my good friends. Yes, I think okay, she'd be Okay, so willing. there could be a negotiation. Okay. An extension, so to speak. An yeah. extension. See, I totally agree with you, Nate. I think living together to explore each other more, to find out if you're compatible for marriage and kids is, is an idea. But that wasn't the agreement. Mm. And what's bothering her is it hasn't been brought up. What? Um, ultimatums. Are bad. This is. I think that's why this relationship might be doomed. She's going to end up driving him away. That's the worst thing you could do to somebody. Is like, you know, kind of like push them in a in a direction. I think it's awful. Oh, yeah. All, yeah all, no one wants an ultimatum, it's but true. it no. was but it was discussed. Right. right. Maybe he was expecting being ready, and now he just doesn't think he is and yeah. doesn't want to deal with it. And that's fair. But you have to discuss it. You Thank can't you. just let it come. It can Nothing can be assumed. Right. Uh, hello, Christine. Hi. So this happened to a friend of yours? What happened? Yes. Yeah. So she, exactly the same situation. She was a very serious person. It was a very serious relationship. And they decided she, and she also would never have moved in with someone unless they had a, not an ultimatum, but a, the agreement of marriage. So he, they moved in, uh, signed a lease, same idea. Six months later, no proposal. He said, give me another six months I, and then I'll be ready. Six months later, no proposal. They ended up breaking up. He got married within a few months of them breaking up to another girl. She's now happily married, whatever it was, but and it didn't move in with the guy that she's married to. She was in a relationship with him for a few months, fell in love with him, and realized that he was the one. But he, she got completely, completely screwed over. Her parents said, don't do it. He just wants, you know, the milk and the cow, whatever. Oh, oh no. Where no, was no, this no. going? You know, she's there. We're hearing every other word now. Yeah. But, hey, Christine, can you hear us? Uh, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, well, okay, the phone's messed up, but I, we we got the jet. Sorry about that, Christine, but it, we lost you. Look, you know, the good news is, is even though she got screwed over by a guy who said he needed six more months, it was a year, and he still didn't marry her. They didn't get married. Yeah, it wasn't right. it wasn't meant to be. There is a good thing that happened out of that. That's true. He could have just been more passive and agreed, and then they'd unfortunately have to go through a divorce or something. Look, you know, I think telling someone. Hey, we have to live together, and six months later, we'll marry each other. Yeah. I don't. I, I agree with Nate on it. It's not real, right? You, because, you, yeah. The conversation, Danielle, is: Hey, I would love to marry you. Why don't we live together? See if it works. Right. Then you can say, Hey, I'm not living with you until we're engaged. Yeah. And then we then we take that route. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because you can't really put. I mean, it's like saying, Well, I'm I'm not sleeping with you for three months. It's like okay, well, the third month comes. What if you're not ready yet? It's like it's every you can't you shouldn't do that with a lot of things, really. Yeah, I always had the opposite problem with that, Danielle. That's why Danielle and I we slept together on the first date. We did got it, <laughs> get it out of the got way. Got it out of the way. We banged it out. <laughs> so just get it out of the way. Hello, Sandy. Hi. Yeah, Sandy. What do you think? Uh, I think she should wait it 
out. You know, it hasn't been six months yet. So she doesn't know if he's going to ask her or not. And why can't she wait, you know, another month? It's not like it's detrimental to her life where, you know, she has exactly six months. She, she can wait another month. Okay, I know. but if, So don't you think, Sandy, rather than giving it another month or another six months, she just says, look, mm-hmm. you know, the, the timeline thing didn't work out. Let's just live together and just, just – but let's keep in mind that this is on my mind. You know, I think putting a date and a deadline on it, I think that's the problem, don't you? Um, not so much. I mean, everybody has, the you know, a criteria that they're looking for. And if that's what – you know, if that's what she wants to do, then that's fine. Okay. Let's yeah. put, okay, one more month. It's like you know what it is, Sandy. It's like it's like in the mornings when you push the snooze button. <laughs> it's yeah. like, all right, we're gonna get this six more minutes. <laughs> all right, snooze. six more minutes. And I, we're gonna right. try to, let's try to wake up then. All right, Sandy. Thank you. Uh, hi, Catherine. Hi. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm talking to you guys. Well, we're happy to have you here, and I think your point is great. I think your friend here is so so locked into engagement, she's forgetting about taking care of herself. Isn't that sort of what you're saying, Catherine? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm 29. My boyfriend and I have been together for eight years, and I used to put so much pressure on him for engagement, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just enjoying us. We're in a great place. We're looking to buy a house together. Like, I don't know if, like, the whole marriage thing is really such a big deal anymore. Enjoy the time living with him, you know? I mean, if he has commitment issues, that's another thing, but should just enjoy it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, relax. Mm. Yeah, I think it was really, it was fine that she had this idyllic situation and it didn't work out. And right now the conversation is the most p- important part, not the actual engagement or the timeline. Right. At least they're finally having a conversation. Catherine, great advice. Just enjoy yourselves. And finally, we go to Regina because this could be a good twist. Yes, Regina, what is your suggestion for Samantha's friend who's waiting for a proposal that's not arriving? Why doesn't she propose to him? If there you go. He's ready. There you go. If she, if she wants, if she wants to press the issue, uh-huh. she should propose to him. I think that's yeah, definitely. Look at Scary yeah. says no. Why? Scary? Why not? No, because at least she'll get an answer. She wants an answer. No, but you know, he's not going to be ready. This is terrible. Then but you don't know that. She's choke holding him. She's you don't, suffocating him. Oh, make, why? Make why is everyone blaming her for this? Because it's, if she proposed to him, he's going to make a snap decision. He might say yes and not mean it. You know what? If ready. he's level-headed, what he'll do, he'll say, look, I love you. Yeah. And the fact that you just proposed to me is fantastic. It's mind-blowing. But... Let's 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 seriously think about this now. Maybe maybe I we do need to think about this, and so he'll be rushed. But let's hope he doesn't feel chokeholded. Is that what you said? I right. feel like suffocation. But scary, you got to remember, he entered into this quote six month deal. He entered into that willingly and knows that at the end of six months, what her expectations are. He either right. needs to meet her expectations or tell her where he stands and be upfront and honest with her. Yeah. Regina, I love it. Yeah, if she's yeah. ready to find, if she's ready for him to show his cards. That's brilliant, Regina. They call that calling, right? (laughs) In the game of poker, I call. That's great. That's a really romantic way to bring up the conversation, if not get a yes. All right. Scary's also saying, well, why can't people just enjoy the moment? Let's let's live for now. Okay, that is one way to do it. But sometimes people are living for now for too long, and then they don't take it to the next level, and you don't know how the other person is feeling. She never asked. Your living for now may need more or less time than my living for now. Scary, there are two people involved here, not just one. Yeah. This is true. Yes, it is. I did the math. She should walk away if she doesn't like, get the answer that she wants. No, she she, she should away. be in this for her. Right. Is what yes, she should do. All right. Regina, we love you. And by the way, Regina, will you marry me? Aw. 
Uh, oh, that's so sweet. Oh, that means no. Yeah, a giggle and a that's so sweet. And a, yeah, that is a bless your heart. That All right, a bless your Regina, heart thanks for listening. Have a great day, okay? Thank you, you too. All right, there you go. Would you marry me? Oh, you're so sweet. I love you. Thank you. Yeah, I love you don't you. really mean that. Thank you. All right, Danielle. All right, so several minutes into Ariana Grande's performance at the Billboard Awards, a $169,000 choker went missing. Her people were frantic. They looked everywhere. They found the necklace on the side of the stage in a far corner, and according to the PR people for the uh, jewelry company, the choker's clasp had a faulty mechanism, which caused it to fall while Grande was performing her choreography. Huh. So all is okay with the world now. I'm sad. ABC is canceling the chew. Yeah. I know. Well, here's what kept happening. People were dropping like flies on that show. Like, things are happening. Well, Mario Batali. Right. And then our friend Daphne Oz left the show as well. And, you know, so it's just like every time you turn around, they lost a chew person. So, <laughs> Look, it's like they lost teeth. <laughs> it's true. The chew. You know, ABC just kind of spit it out. <laughs> but let me tell you. I always loved watching The Chew, and I thought that they had a great chemistry. It was fun that they involved food and conversation. It was a fun show. And what, yeah. so seven seasons total uh, when it's all said and done. So congratulations on a great run. Yes. So now what they're going to do, they're going to add a fourth hour of Good Morning America. Yeah, third hour a of third Good Morning hour. Of America. But it won't be tacked on to the end of the early one. It, yeah. It's going to come on at, I think, 1 p.m. East Coast time. Oh, so that'll be good. But I like The Chew. I really enjoyed that I show. I did, too. So. But I was like, oh, my God, if they're going to add an hour to Good Morning America, that's going to move Ryan Seacrest up an hour. Oh, yeah. But it, but it's not going to work that okay, way. Okay, all right. They're going to they're going to let them stay on at the same time. All right, so that's good. The first round of performers has been announced for next month's CMT Music Awards. Blake Shelton, Kelly Clarkson, Luke Bryan, Chris Stapleton, Kelsey Ballerini, Sam Hunt, and Little Big Town will be your host. So that's going to be an amazing show. Uh, this is pretty cool. I think we have sound of this. Ashton Kutcher on with Ellen DeGeneres, totally surprising her with this huge donation to her wildlife charity. Here's what it sounded like. And we wanted to show you that people are thinking about you. So, on behalf of Ripple, we'd like to give you $4 million. Now, usually people come out with the big giant check and do the like big giant check thing, but we can actually transfer it into Rwandan francs right now, right here. And all we have to do is push this button and it's in your account. Do you want to push it? You want me to push it? I would like to push it. <laughs> I'd like to push it real good. <laughs> Bingo. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. That was the most amazing thing. That Ashton Kutcher's company is Ripple, and they donated $4 million to Ellen DeGeneres' Wildlife, yeah, the wildlife charity. Ripple is the same company that donated over $20 million to DonorsChoose.org. Yeah. And paid off every project that every teacher had at one time. That is that. Well, I didn't know he was connected to that. Oh my gosh! Can we get Ashton Kutcher on the show? Yeah, maybe he'll Please. donate money to us. No, stop it. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's give him more direction to send his money. Yeah, that's okay. cool. Okay, a little money money goes to Danielle. Yeah. <laughs> so let's hear for Ashton Kutcher and Ripple. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Carpool karaoke go down goes down tonight with James Corden and Adam Levine is on there and I'm hearing rumors that somebody gets pulled over by the police. So check that out. Okay. Uh, Michael Jackson's family is not happy about the ABC special that's airing tonight, the days, the last days of Michael Jackson. Uh, and if you pre-ordered the new Panic at the Disco album, which I did, you get new tracks here and there. So here's a new track that came out last night. It's called High Hopes.
I love them. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Okay, so it's, so this is uh, more added to the songs they already had out, Yeah, right? there's three that they've already... This is the third so I think that they've dropped. Did I buy the album and it's slowly putting these into my yeah, iTunes? Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, I said... So if, it's in my iTunes yeah, right now? if you pre-ordered the album, then this popped into your thing last night. I got an alert right. that said this song is, is now available. I so, love yeah. my iTunes. Yeah, Thank you, a, iTunes. It's awesome. Yeah, when you pre-order, it just shows I'm in. Yeah, I love very that. Cool. It's a little special there's gift. A, there's one song on there that's very naughty and potty mouth words. I'm listening. Right. Two hour special tonight. Like I said, last days of Michael Jackson. You've got the siren. Terrence Howard's uh, Fright Club is on tonight. American Ninja Warrior. A Hollywood game night. Showtime at the Apollo. And do not forget, it is Red Nose Day and there is a special on NBC. Yeah, get over to Walgreens. Buy your Red Nose. Yeah. It's only a dollar and they have raised so many million ki- uh, dollars for kids, not only in the U.S. but around the world. Mm-hmm. Kids that need nutrition, they need food, um, both. Yep. <laughs> get it? Uh, redundancy. <laughs> they also need uh, medicine. They need yeah. doctors. Yeah. So Red Nose Day, Walgreens, get a red nose. Is uh, Dan Harris here? I can't hear you. Yes. Okay. Uh, so Dan Harris yeah. is here. You you nod your head. We're on the radio. We're on the now. radio. I'm nowhere near a mic. I you, mean. You, oh, you have a shrill voice. We can hear you. Yes. Our buddy Dan Harris. I just love being near Dan Harris. I always feel smarter after a few moments with Dan Harris. Yes. So even if you're not into meditation, it sounds like something that may scare you, stick around because you will totally change your mind. It's so crazy how you're going to fall in love with this guy. Yeah, he's changed my life. He really has. Absolutely. So Dan Harris coming up next. Elvis's personal Instagram account. Follow him now at Elvis Duran. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. In today's connected world, it takes just one weak link and your personal information can get into the wrong hands. Good thing new LifeLock with Norton now has protection for your identity and devices. Join at LifeLock.com and use promo code Elvis for an extra 10% off your first year. Bring the action. Radio host Elvis Duran. Elvis Duran. Hello. Hello, and thanks for listening. Elvis Duran. Elvis Duran in the morning show. You're going to I listen to like every morning. I love listening to Elvis. It's just so great. I want every single one of you to scream out, Hello, lady. Hello, lady. Scream and shout and lay it all Duran in the Morning Show. Yes, it is. <laughs> it was several years ago that uh, Dan Harris came into our lives, and not only did he change our lives, but the lives of many of our listeners. Yeah. Hmm, now you're curious. <laughs> Dan Harris, of course, you've been watching him for years on ABC, a very, very respected journalist. And uh, he wrote this book called 10% Happier. It was really about meditation, basically. Mm-hmm. And Meditation, the word scares people. They think it's some religion, it's a cult, it's something that's going to turn you into something you don't want to be. But we found out through this book, 10% Happier, that meditation is something we all need. Everyone needs it. Right. And to just grasp just a little chunk of it and learn a little about it can change your life. Well, now he's a new book called Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics. And we're actually featured in this book. Is this like meditation for dummies? (laughs) It's worse than that, actually. Yeah, that's why I came here to to report part of it. I'm kidding. I love you guys. The voice of Dan Harris. Yes, Yes. being obnoxious already. Yes, you are. You bring that out in me. Dan Dan is probably the the smartest guy I know, but he really can take it to a lower level. Well, you know, again, usually with an assist. I don't want to name any names, but his initials are Elvis Duran. Uh, okay, look, before we get started, okay, if anyone's sitting there and going, mm, maybe I can turn on Light FM and listen to a, like a ballad so I don't have to hear about meditation because I don't understand it, so why why learn now? Let's talk about briefly about a way 
you can explain meditation or do a, do a, a meditation exercise that would make someone go, okay, I want to know more. I think the, the fact of the matter is that you are nuts. You are having a nonstop conversation with yourself. I'm not talking about you specifically, although this does apply to you because it's universal. Yes. We all have this voice in our heads that chases us out of bed in the morning and is yammering at us all day long. And What's has the voice us, saying? What's it saying? It's it, it wants stuff. It doesn't want stuff. It judges people. It judges, it, it judges yourself really harshly. It's thinking about the past, thinking about the future, to the detriment of whatever is happening right now. This is the nature of being a human being. And when you don't see this con- conversation you are having with yourself, it owns you. This is why you do all the things you wish you didn't do. You eat when you weren't when you're not hungry. You check your email in the middle of a conversation with your kid. You lose your temper when it doesn't make any sense. You say things on the radio that you regret, like I may do here today. Yes. Um, and it's all because you have this some people call it ego or 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 inner narrator voice in your head that you are blind to because nobody bothers to point this fact out to you. Meditation is just making you aware of this so that it doesn't own you. Okay, so how can meditation calm down the voice in my head or redirect it into a more positive voice that can help me? I think it's really about seeing it. It's re- it, it, As they say in AA, the first step is admitting it. And meditation, the, the exercise is really simple. You're just trying to focus on your the feeling of your breath coming in and then going out. And then when you get distracted, you start again. And that getting distracted is the key moment. Most people think when they get distracted, oh, I can't meditate because I I, I, I keep thinking. They think but, they failed at meditation. Right. But when you see how distractible you are, how nuts you are, what a zoo it is between your ears, then the zoo doesn't own you as much. And that is a radically different way to live your life. It doesn't mean you won't mistake, make mistakes anymore, but you might get 10% better, and that 10% in, investment or return on investment can compound annually. I have a question. Yeah, well, before you do, keep in mind that there are two different things but in our, on our show anyway, and I know in Dan's mind, that mental health and being nuts are two different things in this in the, this conversation. That's right. That's we're right. Talking, Thank We're you. talking about how we are just so distracted by these voices in our head. Yes. Uh, and we all are. We all share that. Yes, Danielle. So if you're telling me that it's what you're saying, concentrating on my breath in and out, and then when I feel myself getting distracted, starting over, if it's that simple then why are there so many damn pages in this book telling me how to do it? Because people need to hear it over and over and over again. You need to hear it 17 ways before you can get the message. This is so counterintuitive. We evolved... For, we we descended from nervous monkeys. You know, mm-hmm. we evolved to look for threats like saber-toothed tigers or find sources of pleasure like food. Right. We did not evolve. We, so, therefore, we have a racing mind. Okay. And so meditation is trying to hack evolution. You are trying to stop a habit that you've built up over a lifetime and, by the way, a habit that's built up over lifetimes preceding you of all your forebears who got here by avoiding threats and finding sources of pleasure. And that is what we're trying to help you do. And it's not a miracle cure. It's not a miracle cure. Right. By the way, the other pages in the book also help you get over some of the other challenges like finding time to do it, okay, that's keeping good. the habit established, <clears throat> um, worries about some people worry that if they do this, they're going to lose their edge. Um, and so we address all of the. Basically, we we 
We came up with a list of the eight big obstacles that stand in the way of doing meditation. And then we tackle them all systematically. And I just want to amplify what you said, Elvis. When I talk about you being nuts, I'm not talking about mental illness. I'm talking about the basic human condition Mm -hmm. that none of us, that very few of us are aware of because in our culture it is rare to have it pointed out to you that you, again, that you have this nonstop conversation going on in your head. I love you. Kiss me. Now, okay, let me give you an example of what what I what I think about when I meditate. Everyone meditates differently. Okay, so Danielle, yeah, I will be sitting in my living room in New York City with a loud city outside. Okay, mm-hmm. I will close my eyes with and, your dog in your lap. Uh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes not. I will close my eyes and just start breathing in, and I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm, I'm thinking. Okay, I'm thinking. I'm inhaling. I'm exhaling. I'm inhaling. Ooh, I just heard a car a car horn honk. Okay, exhale. Inhale. I just heard a jackhammer. Okay, let it go. Let it float away. Exhale. And and so what you're doing is you're training your mind through the control of your... You're controlling your mind by forcing those other thoughts out and just getting back to one one thing, which is breathing. Right. It's it's pretty simple. It's sim- the, the cliche is that it's simple but not easy. It's really hard to stay... You, know, you try to sit and stay focused on one thing, your breath, and then you just see... Oh my God! I'm thinking about you know where do gerbils run wild and why did Dances Ooh. with Wolves be Goodfellas for Best Picture in 1991 and blah 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 you know what's the definition of if and what well, do I need a haircut and your mind just goes bazonkers mm-hmm. and and that's actually really important to see because that is happening to you and to everybody listening all day long and that cacophony is driving you blindly. You need a haircut, by the way. I do. Uh, Ashton. Hello, I Ashton. Like my no, hair looks your hair fine looks today. good. I'm kidding. Hello, Ashton. <laughs> I do love you, though. You can you can, you can give me grooming advice so, anytime. Ashton, uh, so Dan Harris, who the guy who is preaching about meditation but can't focus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ashton. Wow. That you, hurt a little. Now, did you read his first book, 10% Happier, or uh, did you? I did. Okay, so, okay. Did you know what meditation was before you read the book? Um, I kind of did, but I was afraid to try. Right. It was just, it just wasn't in your circle. Right. I got it. It so, wasn't. So but what the happened? amount of F words that he uses in the book really got me <laughs> normal. Right. So now where are you today after reading 10% Happier? So after I read the book, I actually ended up, um, I suffer from a little bit of anxiety, so I was relating for sure. Um, I ended up going through about a year of training and started a nonprofit. And now each week I go around to schools in my county and I'm teaching almost a thousand kids how to meditate these days. <sighs> wow. That's wow. pretty cool. Okay. So Dan's wow. ego yeah. just exploded. Yeah. But look at that. And not Ashton. My ego, my, for lack of a better word, my heart. Isn't that Aww. great? So Ashton, not only are you helping all these kids and all these the, the, the educators who are with the kids, but look what you've done to yourself. Yeah. This, this is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Wow. So it the new my book. Completely. My family says it changed their lives too. The new book uh, is meditation for uh, meditation for fidgety skeptics. We're actually they, they actually interviewed us in this book. It's kind of wild. I want you to pick it up and yeah. make sure you read it next. It really is great. It's another great teaching tool for you, and it's a great learning tool for the rest of us. I've already bought it. I just haven't read it yet, but I will. Yeah, books are so decorative, aren't they? Just buy them and put them there. <laughs> Don't read them. Now, Don't do you, Dan? Do you suggest? Hold on a second. Thank you very much. If you are a skeptic, read maybe this one first and then the other one. 
Um, you know, the the 10% Happier is uh, more of a memoir kind of beach read. It's really fun. Uh, well, well, I think people think it's fun because I tell a lot of embarrassing stories about right. dumb stuff that I did, yeah. including um, having a panic attack on national television, right. which was unpleasant and un- inconvenient. The, the second book is much more... Uh, uh, practical how-to. So okay. pick pick your poison. Okay. I like how you. My quote- publisher would like me to say buy them both, but that's I think no, you no, could no. buy that's one. You know, on fine. Amazon, they suggest both. Uh, it says here, you're quoting me. Elvis says, "I'm still moody. I'm still an awful bitch." <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Thank you. Why is everybody laughing so hard <laughs> in the studio? Why do you think right. that is? Okay. Let, let, well, let, wait, wait. Let's talk about that for a second. What? Why do you think everybody laughs so hard about that quote? It's a nervous laugh. Because <laughs> I am. You know. I just, I have an edge. They, oh, people say, oh, you're the boss. And I'm not, I, I say, I'm not the boss. I'm just the loudest guy. That's the only difference between me and everyone else in this room. I'm no, the you're the boss. No, hold on. Dan, do work. me a favor. Don't leave the room. <laughs> you want me to stay here? Yes, please. <laughs> do me another favor. Let, let someone else listening going, okay, I still don't understand the meditation thing. Give us a simple, maybe something off the app. The app is fabulous, by the way. Give us something we can go to right now that's not going to put drivers to sleep. Sure. Okay, here we go. Okay, so on the app, we have these 60-second meditations, which I think are really important because one of the things that really stops people from meditating is that the belief that they don't have time to do this. So let me get, let me just walk you through how a 60-second meditation could go. And if you're driving, keep your eyes open. So uh, let's just do it for drivers, for example. Okay. So you're, this is just going to be 60 seconds. You, you are going to keep the radio on, although if you're doing this on your own, you would often turn it off. And you're going to just do this really unusual thing of feeling the sensations of having your hand on the steering wheel. Okay. And then when you get distracted by the sound of my voice, by the thought of why the hell am I doing this, who was Casper the Friendly Ghost before he died, um, all of the random thoughts that pop through your head, that's cool. Just bring your attention back to the raw data of the physical sensations of your hands on the steering wheel. And if you're at home, maybe just close your eyes and focus on your breath. But drivers, just again, you're just trying to bring your attention to the feeling of your hands. What does it feel like, the contact between your skin and the steering wheel? Maybe you're seeing something on the road. Maybe somebody's cutting you off. That's cool. Do what you got to do. And then bring your attention back to that feeling of your hands on the steering wheel. And it's this exercise of seeing how distractible you are, and starting again, that is a bicep curl for your brain, and it rewires your brain. We see on the brain scans of meditators that the areas of the brain associated with focus, with self-awareness, with compassion, the gray matter literally grows. And in the area of the brain associated with stress, the gray matter literally shrinks just through the simple thing of trying to focus on one thing at a time, either your breath, the feeling of your hand on the steering wheel, and then getting distracted and starting again and again and again. That changes your brain, changes your life. So if you can do it for 60 seconds, great. If you can find yourself doubling the time, fantastic. But you know what? Never get worried about not having enough time and never get worried about doing it wrong because that really goes against the whole point. The whole point is to, as you start to drive off the road, just put your steering wheel back on the road. Yep. By the way, Richie Rich. Oh, you think that's who he was? I think Casper, the friendly ghost, used to be Richie Rich. That's a really good theory. Just, Just saying. Oh my gosh! Really? <laughs> I like that. No, I do. Maybe that's true. I'm sorry. Let me let me put my hands back on the wheel. <laughs> you know, I think you said something really important there about don't worry about doing it wrong. 
the the moment when you feel like you're doing it wrong, which is usually when you feel like you've been distracted, that we need to reframe that as a victory and as a victory of real consequence because when you see how nutty it is in your head, then the nuttiness doesn't own you as much. And again, that is the fruit. That is the purpose. Own of the doing nuttiness this. is what you're saying. Yeah, or yeah. just if you see it clearly, if you see, oh, right now I'm just craving a donut. I'm having like weird thoughts about donuts. Then you can have a then you can have a wise conversation of like, do I really need a donut right now? Do I want a donut because I'm bored? Because I'm lonely? Because I'm upset about something? Or is actually, you know, what? I deserve it. This I, I had a good workout this morning. It's donut time. That kind of rational conversation often doesn't happen. Okay, so uh, back. To, okay, back to meditation. One of the things I loved—that I mean, is meditation. Sorry, that I loved about the first book, leading into the new book, is how many people are meditating that we're not aware of. I mean, the military uses meditation. Huge corporations are using meditation. Go talk about examples of mass numbers of people who are on mass meditating. Yeah, and, and what it's doing for them. I mean, I think that this is really the next big. Um, public health revolution because you're seeing did you a, almost say cult i was going to say cultural revolution okay. then i realized that's probably not the right term but okay. public health revolution right and i if I actually am looking to start a cult and if anybody i need some members so just hit me up on twitter um i, I for example major corporations so my company the 10 percent happier company we've done some work with apple um, through our app, uh, we, Google is in the game. Um, uh, Procter and Gamble, General Mills, these are the pe- people who make Hamburger Helper, and they have meditation rooms in every building in their corporate campus in Minnetonka, Minnesota. Does that glove actually meditate? But also the but, but also the military though. The, the, yes, to me, the this U.S. Is military. Because you know, if you're in the military, you have to be laser focused around the clock. Even when you're asleep, you got to be ready to be laser focused. Yeah. The best way to do it is to be able to clean the mind out and boom be on it the army and the and the marines have, are spending tens of millions of dollars to research whether meditation can make troops in the field less reactive in other words they make better decisions in the field and then also on the flip side when they come home more resilient in the face of a scourge of ptsd among our veterans and that is an incredible the, the results of these studies the early results are really promising so we're looking at a future where meditation may be taught in basic training which is incredible. It's also taken off in the entertainment world. Uh, Lena Dunham, Katy Perry, uh, 50 Cent, as I like to say, that guy got shot nine times. He deserves some peace of mind. Um, so it's it's in the sports world, Novak Djokovic, the Chicago Cubs, the New York Knicks, who aren't that great right now, but don't hold that against meditation. Uh, there it is, We're seeing it in every corner of the culture, and I think that's incredibly exciting. And the reason why I wanted him to talk about that is because it's, it's not just a hide it under the under the rug, don't sweep it under the rug kind of thing. It's, this is real and everywhere around you. So why don't you be a part of it too? All right, let's take it to, to, from one extreme to the other. In my opinion, the easiest form of meditation is this. A little bit of silence. To the other extreme, Dan, t- talk about the most extreme meditation exercise you've been in, you've experienced in your life. I'm assuming it's on a hill in another country. I mean, like how long you've gone without speaking to people or eating. No, yes. no, no, really. I mean, yeah. take, I'll tell take you. it to a place that none uh, of us are going to ever I'll tell you. go. Okay, so <laughs> it does not involve me sitting on a Himalayan mountaintop in loincloth, which you'll be happy to hear. You have done that, though, right? No, but, you want to? but you know, not the loincloth part, but I, I, the Himalayas sound nice. Okay. I 
Every year or so, I do a 10-day silent meditation retreat. And where where is that? What do you do? So I've done it um, in – there's a place in Massachusetts that I love, and there's another place north of San Francisco that I love. Um, the place in Massachusetts is called the Insight Meditation Society. This, by the way, I, I hesitate to talk about it because I, I really believe that one minute of meditation is totally enough for the average person. But I'm writing books about this thing, and I'm really interested in it, so I'm trying to go deeper. Okay, so, so you, 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 10 show days, up, you show up, yes. and what happens? You give them your cell phone, and, and what? They don't actually take your cell phone. You are highly discouraged from using it. So okay. I, I'm a good boy. I'm a rule follower. I don't use the cell phone. I You don't do any talking. Except every other day you talk to your teacher for like a couple minutes just to check in about how's the practice going, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's vegetarian food, um, right. and you are basically meditating all day long every day from 5 in the morning until 10 o'clock at night. So even when you're walking around, you're meditating? I mean, yes, they encourage you. Every step, every bite of food, everything you do should be a form of meditation. By the way, meditation just means really paying attention to whatever you're doing right now. Being hyper-mindful of yeah. every... So yes. when you take a bite of something, you feel the sensation of the the, the, the acids and the fruit hitting your tongue. And- yeah, you actually taste your food, which most of us, we're eating. While we're eating, we're hunting around the plate for the next bite. We're not actually living... Our lives, we're just living for the next thing. And so in meditation retreat, you really drop into what's happening right now, which is a completely different way of living. And it's great because you know you have nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. You have nothing to anticipate the rest of the day other than you just being quiet. Now, what was it like? What does it do to your mind when you're – Brody needs to hear this. He's the loudest person I know. What what happens to your mind if you're quiet for 23 hours and 58 minutes every day? Brody, by the way, for this whole conversation, has been looking at porn on his computer. Yes, of course he has. Um, He's very mindful of the porn. Anyway, uh, so, so, so I, what, I, what does it do to you if you go 10 days Brody without... Brody just gave me a look like you will pay for that, Harris. Um, 10 days I, I, without talking. 10 days without talking. So I got to be honest, it kind of sucks, especially at the beginning. You're just like, I find that my mind rebels. I'm like, why am I here? I could be home with my kid. I could be with my wife. I could be eating ice cream and watching Netflix, you know, I, or listening to Elvis Duran. I, I, my mind's just going nuts. What happens for me generally is that a few days in, the level of inner chatter just starts to die down. And when that happens, when the, the mental chatter starts to die down and you're actually in the, again, this is a bit of a cliched term, but present moment, you are wherever you are right now. You're experiencing whatever there is to be experienced right now. That is often accompanied by a big blast of really uh, pleasurable feelings, uh, serotonin, dopamine, uh, neurotransmitters of that that have that are that are linked with positive emotions. And I've had some of the happiest moments of my entire life in this context. And so these are the breakthroughs. I mean, for instance, yes. yes. How, can you just describe what that felt like? Yes. I mean, other than you know, you're stoned. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't feel like you're stoned. I mean, what does it so feel so like? it's interesting. It's, it, it actually, it, in it, it's like you are incredibly sober. The, that the that the you are seeing how fast, how rapidly the mind works. That in any given moment, there is so much happening. Right now, you are. Some of this is happening outside of your conscious awareness, but you're feeling what it feels like to have your tush hit the chair. You're feeling the air on your face. You're thinking about what you might say next. You're thinking about what's for lunch. You're feeling the weight of that beautiful blazer on your shoulders. 
Uh, you might be feeling a knee pain. All of this is how you might be hearing something. All of this is happening with an incredible rapidity. Right. Most of us are not aware of the amount of sensory input in a in any given moment. You we're just we're lost in our we're lost in our stories. We spend much of our lives in an autopilot in a fog of rumination or projection. We're lost in these habitual stories. When that dies down, you're actually aware of what your life consists of on a moment-to-moment basis. And much of it, by the way, is quite beautiful. Like, your surroundings can be quite beautiful. The other people around you can be quite interesting and compelling, <laughs> even if you're not talking to them. Uh, the, the, fa- the fact that you're alive can become – that the weight of your very existence can come bearing down upon you so you're not in a way about, that is normal. You're not thinking about bills that need to be paid, and you're, you're just thinking about, wow, I can smell – the scent of a flower somewhere. Yes. It, that, it goes to that, but that's 10 days of that. Yeah. Yes. That, that's got to be really freeing. And it can cool. be really hard. It can be because you do start thinking about your bills or whatever. It, that stuff still does come up, but it, it, it doesn't stick around as long. You realize that w- w- anger, let's just take anger, an emotion we okay. all experience. Anger, I know it very well. So do I. I have a lot of rage. And um, what happens? Froggy is the cause of most of my anger. Froggy. Oh, yes, We're going to yes. pick on the dude who's in, in Florida. Um, <laughs> so, so, no, isn't that right? I, I, I envy the weather, Froggy, but I have no rage toward you. Um, okay, good. Thanks. I, I, we all get anger. But we tend to, anger on its own would last a couple of minutes if you didn't feed it through neurotic, compulsive thinking. Re-upping the story. uh, (laughs) Oh, why did she say that thing to me? Blah, blah, blah. You can make anger last hours. You can make anger last a lifetime. And the amount of- This happened yesterday. Right. and And I tried something different. It wasn't meditation, but and I, sorry to interrupt you, but it got Not at me, all. me go, excited. Go, go. Like Nate and I had a fight yesterday. Yes. And you know whatever it was about. And normally, uh, all day long, I'd be rehashing it, or I would repeat the story and be like, "What a jackass!" And you would. Blah, I, blah, I blah. bet you've actually yelled right. at people in your car by yourself, yes. it, pretending they were there. But I didn't yesterday. Nate came in and apologized, and still, normally I'd still be pissed. But I said, <laughs> "You know what?" I'm not. I, I'm going to let it go, and I'm not going to rehash it all day. Somebody actually brought it up to me later on in the day, and I quickly glanced over it and said something quickly and moved on. And I did not let it take over my entire day. And I honestly feel like it did something different than what would have normally happened. I'm looking at Nate. He looks a little pissed. He's so, not- so, oh, so, if, if, <laughs> so, what, another thing meditation can teach you yeah. to do is just be in the moment and let things go. Yeah. Which is sort of you practice that a little bit. And, I guess and by I the did. way, the fight was over the fact he she ate chips of his. <laughs> Okay, move on. It's, you don't even want to know. So, so but, but, but I think that's really important. We have these powerful emotions that come up for us, and they, naturally they would arise and pass, right? They, you, the anger would come up and would go away. But we're just voluntarily suffering because we just tell ourselves the same stories and we get into this whole woe is me thing. And, and the, you tell everybody, do you know what he did? Yes, yeah. yes. And then you act toward your husband or your children in ways that you – later regret it becomes this big cycle what you see on meditation retreat and this is available to anybody is who's doing just a minute of meditation is actually you can just let the emotion pass get curious about how does it feel to be angry but you don't have to feed it through this compulsive thinking and that that is where the life change happens how much of our lives and we we're, we're way over time here i'm sorry but how much of our lives have we wasted over things that don't matter We've already figured out in our minds and our hearts, but we don't move on. Yeah. How much of our, how many, how many years of our lives have we flushed down the toilet and not, and we didn't enjoy them because we were too busy being pissed. Yep. 
So anyway, meditation. Uh, this book, Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics, that one and the original one, 10% Happier. By the way, a friend of mine was only 9% happier, and he wants, <laughs> he he, wants a refund. He wants a refund. That's Dave, <laughs> that's Dave Brody. Yeah. He wants to know if you can give him a little refund. Dan Harris, fantastic. And thank you for putting us in your book. It's it's an honor to be a part of this. Thank you for letting me come in here and spend time with you guys So many on so many occasions. It's always a pleasure. We I really you. love you guys. So always Good Morning America on the weekends. And, of course, are you still doing Nightline? I do Nightline, and I spend a lot of time working on this 10% Happier app, which you can download for free. And So, yeah, i got a lot going on. All right, Dan and Harris. And have a kid. And applause <laughs> for thank Dan you. Harris. Thank you, guys. I watch him every weekend, and I read his books. The official Instagram of The Morning Show. Follow us now at Elvis Duran Show. This is Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Hey, it's Elvis Duran. You've heard how Wells Fargo is holding themselves accountable for recent issues. They're working hard to rebuild trust, reestablish core values, and stay vigilant. So check out where they're headed at wellsfargo.com slash renew. You just might be surprised. Wells Fargo Bank N.A. These pretzel rods are something else. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie, thank you. Is, is this her last day? Yeah, yeah. after this, she's going to be interning with the CIA. I'm not supposed to say that. Uh, really? Do, do they get pretzel rods, what? too? By no. the way, yeah. that's a good porn name. Yeah. Pretzel rod. I think she's hiding, by the way, because I don't see her out there. So, okay, not yet, but coming in, up in like 15 minutes, uh, Priscilla Renee is here. Mm. And she performed uh, while we were attending the NAB convention in Las Vegas. And... Uh, to watch her on stage, I'm like, man, why why have we invited her to be on the show? Right. So we did. We invited her. She said yes. She's written a lot of hits that you've heard, and we got to celebrate those. But to hear her perform her original stuff yeah. is really fantastic. I can't wait until you hear her. She's a sweetheart, too. She's so sweet. She's like, are you eating chocolate for breakfast? Yes, <laughs> we like, are. Yes, I am. Oh, yeah. I am. I am chocolate for breakfast. Can we also talk about the uh, person she uh, brought wait, with? Wait, wait, let's, let's move on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. We want to do sound here? You want to Is that? it yes or no? Yes. 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 Okay, thank you. Uh, no, Nate's getting into this habit of nodding and not yeah. saying, you're on the radio. You, no, you got to say something. So you can yell across the room. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Brody, please stop dissing Scary's hair. <laughs> yeah. What? I, dude, I mean, he's making hairstylist jokes. I said I've been going to the same hairstylist for 18 years. I know. But we don't think this person is qualified to use the word stylist. Oh, my yeah, God. I, I just think when you go to a franchise with an 800 number, you really can't call them stylist. See, what that, I'm see that's not nice. But that's where he goes. He goes. He does, but that's not nice because, you know, there's they're some of our favorite partners no, no, that spend money on are. our show. Wait, does that. he go to no. 1-800-Flowers to cut his hair? Like, where does he go? <laughs> it, some days it looks like he had his hair done at Dairy Queen, all right? The Dilly Bar? Like the, no, like the Dip Cone. Oh, the Dip Cone. Well, my girl makes sure that I'm not cheating on her because she's always stalking my Instagram to make sure that All I'm right. Not. Let's get into sound with Garrett. <laughs> yes. Hello, Garrett. Good morning. Now, Garrett always has fabulous hair. Thank you. It takes about 15 minutes when I wake up. It's the only thing I really do. Brush my teeth, do my hair. Garrett's you... inspiration is Justin. All things Justin Timberlake. You know what Sometimes. you would look great in? What's you that? should wear an F-boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The deep part. Mm. All right. The F-boy. I will do that for you. Okay, here we go. All right, let's uh, let's start with some new music. Will Smith getting back into the game. This song has no title just yet, but he describes his career. It's 20 years of swag y'all just witnessed. Let me remind everybody who Will Smith is. Rappers make it rain. Let their money hit you if I throw my money up. I probably kill a stripper. The illest, realest, big Willis. The hell was that? All right. Means he has a lot of money. 
Exactly, because oh. you kill a stripper gotcha. with all that money. Because it rains so much. So remember the other day we showed that LeBron has quite the uh, photogenic memory, and he described a specific play that happened in the game against the Celtics. Well, last night against the Celtics, uh, the Cavs lost, but LeBron had every single turnover he had memorized. My first turnover, I tried to, I saw something happening and uh, Marcus did a good job. Marcus Morris did a great job of reading it, threw it up ahead to Kev. He picked it off. My second turnover, I went baseline, lost lost my foot on Marcus Morris, another turnover. One in transition to Jeff Green, I thought I, you know, put it on his hands and he kind of fumbled it. Um, wish I could have that one back. I maybe bounced past that one. Um, had a backdoor one to, to swish. Uh, it hit his hands. I maybe should have not thrown that one. It was a little bit in traffic. Al Horford was right there, but it hit switched hands. But maybe should have took that one back. Here's the thing about the Cavs and LeBron. They did a recent survey of like how many states are rooting for how many different right. basketball teams. 38 of our states are supporting the Cavs. Oh, wow. I, get that. I can see that. And I can't even remember what I had for dinner yesterday. LeBron remembers nine plays where he messed up. Right. And I don't know how photogenic his mind is because I haven't seen a picture of it. But it is a, a photographic memory. Oh, photographic. There we go. Let's, you know what, though? You know, when he, God forbid, when he, when he wants to leave his brain to science, it wouldn't be a bra- bad brain to study. Right. Yeah. Back to you. All right. Connor Maynard, we played him before. He's on YouTube a lot. He did a battle against his sister to Drake's God's Plan and mashed up some of the favorite songs of ours. She said, do you love me? I told her only partly. I only love my bed and my mama. I'm sorry. Say my name. Say my name. When no one is around you. Say, baby, I love you. If you ain't running game. Say my name. Say my name. You acting kind of shady. He always has a yeah. smooth sound. What's his sister's name? I can't remember. I don't remember off the top She's of my head. She's great, too. Yeah. But it has 5 million views on YouTube alone. Good for him. Sounds great. All right. Now, this is now, from- do you think Drake likes that? Is Drake like, yeah. He has to be honored. Okay. Covering yeah. his song, though, right? Uh, all right. So, on the Tonight Show last night, uh, listen to this. So, Nate's from Los Angeles, and Nate always said that in L.A., car chases would take precedent on news stations all the time. Everybody oh, yeah. would watch car chases always. happening. It's like it gets huge ratings. So, this car chase, uh, a news station was following the car, but they had the wrong car they were following. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it looks like he's pulling into a driveway here. Don't know what business that is, but it looks like it might be a gas station of some sort. He is getting out. Etiwanda. Wow, look at that. Okay, look at this guy. My goodness. Okay, well, there's the ID. He's into the mini-mart. Do we have the right car? Hang on here, guys. Well, we certainly thought so here. All right, so there is a a possibility that um, we may have gotten confused in not following the correct car. This video is so hilarious. So apparently the car they were chasing went under an underpass. An overpass, rather. And then they started following another one at the other, on the other end. It's like something straight out of a movie. I know. So the guy's getting... It looks like he's uh, washing his windshield. Uh, <laughs> he's getting a slushy. the time he has on his hands right like now. Seems like no one's really upset at him. So it's, it's, uh, picking up his children. Anyway, so that came from Fallon last night. Yeah. Uh, and Anna, Anna Maynard. I totally forgot her name. That, uh, there we go. Connor's sister's name. She's great, though. I love a family. The whole family. The whole family full of talent. Sing and dance. Thank you. You're a good American. You're welcome. And we got to take a break. Now, coming up next, Priscilla Renee. She's performing for us. We're going to actually play one of her cuts as well. Can't wait for you to meet her. She's just, she's fantastic. All right. She's coming up next. This is Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Attenzione. Yes. Yes. What a day. Dan Harris, thank you for coming in. So many positive texts about how meditations changed their lives and 
and how they're now interested in it for the first time in their lives because of Dan Harris. Thank you so much for coming in, Dan. We love you. Now, uh, several months ago at the National Association of Broadcasters <laughs> Convention in Las Vegas, it sounds like a party, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> um, I was at an event that night, and uh, they said, well, we have someone here to perform for us. I'm like, excellent. It'll be so great because yeah. it, rather than speeches by you know people, I can hear some real music. Mm-hmm. I want to hear an artist do her thing. Right. So Priscilla Renee came out and performed for the crowd. It was Priscilla accompanied by one person. It's all we needed. The room totally, totally, it it, it totally it lifted. It she lifted huh. the room. And when you, sometimes in this business, or even if you're at home listening to music, artists and their music can take you to another place. Totally. Some better than others. Especially if you can relate to it somehow and just feel what they're feeling. And everybody hears something different. Like, maybe what it means to me is not what it means to you. Well, Priscilla Renee uh, has an album. It's called Colored. It's coming out June 22nd. Uh, She's going to perform for us now. One of the many hits that you've heard that she has written. She's doing one with her own spin right now. And then she's coming in. we got to meet her. Please welcome to the show, Priscilla Renee. Hi, Priscilla. Hello, how are you? Thank you for coming in. It's all yours. It's going down. I'm yelling timber. You better move. I came to dance. Let's make a Everybody's going up, up, up. I just want to break it down, down, down. Since it's just us, love me right now. Why don't you spin me back around and around? End of the night, it's going down. Yeah, but you better 
I'm sitting here watching, I'm watching her perform that. I'm like, that's not really happening in our building. That's amazing. <laughs> that was so great. Thank you, Thank you so much. Here, <laughs> hop to the microphone. You have to get close, otherwise I can't hear you. Priscilla Renee, by the way, what an, a great version of a fantastic song. Oh, yes. Thank really, you so seriously. much. Well, I know, gosh, can if you can sound that great in this this place, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? No, I, I, uh, I've been working really hard to... Make sure that every time I open my mouth, people uh, are won over. So maybe we should start doing. Yeah, that. Well, yeah. <laughs> How do you get notes that high though? Like- it took a lot of practice. Wow. Yeah. And what a great song too. And of course, Kesha had so much, so much fantastic success with that. Mm-hmm. But you also wrote. Okay, give me the list. Give me the list. Worth it. Fifth Harmony. Okay. Uh, Don't wake me up, Chris Brown. Yeah. California King Bed, Rihanna, yeah, right. Something Bad, Carrie Underwood, and Miranda Lambert. Some Kelly Clarkson in there? Love So Soft, Kelly right. Clarkson. Wow. That was a dream come true. And by the way, and she performed that in that same room and sounded great, but yeah. that was the most soulful, unbelievable song I've ever heard Kelly Clarkson do. She is so, she's, it's, listen, she's got some spice, okay? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about, okay, so Priscilla, I'm just going to throw out a couple of facts. You tell me if I'm right or wrong, whatever. Okay. You, uh, as a little girl, grew up uh, near Vero Beach, uh, Florida. Yes. On a, you actually grew up on a farm three acre farm chickens, in chickens peacocks i had a pet hog named powder i'm not sure if i should tell that story oh god okay so i had this pet hog named powder yeah. and it was a wild hog my uncles had caught and he would buck at everybody else at the, in the pen but not me he would oh. like let me pet him and i realized how incredibly dangerous that was now um but it was my favorite thing to do every day after school and if you're from the South, you know you don't throw your scraps in the trash. You put them in the slop bucket. Yep. So I, it was my favorite thing to go grab the bucket and go feed him and talk to him after school. Well, that's why Powder liked you. Yeah. So <laughs> so this one day, um, I come home and Powder's not in the cage. So I go, I'm like, Granddaddy, where, where's Powder? And we had this big, long window in the front of the house, and he pointed to the corner of the yard. And there was powder roasting on a spit. And I, I fell. No! I fell out. I fell out. I was like, oh. ah! And my mom was like, well, don't eat. <laughs> and I didn't but then the next day she made this pulled pork and I'm sorry I had, I had, I had to have it that's so bad I know I'm sorry it just helps wow. it helps if you don't know them yeah you know? well I, yeah I had grown to love powder but he's with me forever uh, yeah well. <laughs> part of him anyway well, anyway, so but music. You as a little girl, there was something about music that mm-hmm. that that you gravitated toward and gravitated toward you. I mean, as a little girl growing up in in Vero Beach, or the Vero Beach area, mm-hmm. like, what did you did you perform at church or for friends or for, everywhere? Just everywhere they there there was. 
I performed the national anthem at every, my dad was in the Navy. So mm-hmm. every like military ceremony, like uh, the medal ceremonies, I would perform. I would perform at the baseball games. I sang the national anthem at my high school graduation. Uh, anytime I got a chance to sing church, uh, did musical theater, Riverside Children's Theater in Vero. Um, I just was always on the stage. I always wanted to sing. So, so then one day you ended well, up in Los Angeles. And so, yes. what, so if I want to follow my, or chase my dreams and make them come true, I have to go to L.A., I guess. That's that's what it, I was told. Um, okay. I, got, I got signed to Capitol Records, and obviously they have the iconic building in L.A., so it was my yeah. dream to, like, go there and see the building. And um, I originally was from Florida to Atlanta for two years, and then I went from Atlanta to L.A. Right. And kind of got lost in the madness. Well, L.A. is a city that's easy to get lost it's in. Yeah. savage. It is. Everybody's somebody or wants to be somebody or can do something for you. Everybody's a singer. Everybody's yeah. aspiring actress something, right. you know, model. Yeah. Um, it's one of the most fun and sad towns. Right. You, But you ended up learning a lot about yourself there, I'm sure. Absolutely. I went through a period of, like, really dark depression. I was, you know, got hooked on drugs and alcohol. I was able to get out of that. Um, on my own. I didn't have to do any therapy or anything. Um, and I just realized, man, it, it just gives me so much perspective because a lot of people are hurting, you know? That's why I was doing it. Right. I was hurting. Um, but I just encourage people, man, go go after your dreams because even though it might be hard, it's really worth it when you get it. Well, so writing songs, writing hits for other artists and seeing this extreme, extreme uh, success that they were having with your songs... Uh, and and they, they deserve credit, too. They did I mean, mm-hmm. fantastic performances. One day, something clicked in you, and you're like, well, wait a minute. I write great music. I'm an artist. Why don't I perform these? Let me get back to that. And so what kind of courage did it take to get back on that horse and ride? Was it a, was it a crazy process, or did it just happen? It was a fight. I, I never stopped wanting to be an artist. I actually made two albums that never came out. Right. One of them got picked apart and sold to other artists. Um, kind of like, I, I really? don't want to say sabotage, like they take, but... They take metal off of an airplane and sell it, like scrap metal? Yeah, you know basically. Wow. Well, you know, I had become very lucrative as a songwriter, and, you know, the people that I was signed to wanted to keep that going. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't know any better back then, and um, I would, like, every time I wrote a song, I'd be like, listen to this, and they'd be like, ah, ha, 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 and they would go and play it for other people. So this record, I didn't do that. I didn't tell anybody I was making it. Um, I did it. I went to Nashville, kind of like a ninja. And I wrote the songs with uh, some incredible co-writers. Brett James, who wrote Jesus Take the Wheel, Carrie Underwood, Ashley Gorley. He's got like 30 number ones or something crazy. Um, And I have to say, like, I had to really fight to do this. I had to, like, you know, get some gross and balls. Well, good. Yeah. I know, yeah. but what a great story. I mean, it, people listening to this, it, no matter what you're doing, it could be music, it could be uh, starting your own clothing company, yeah. or doesn't it's matter. Nice. You gotta find you gotta find that inner strength to get it done. And you actually had a lot to learn from to get you there. So as oh, awful yes. and dark as those days were, I, you must give them a little bit of credit. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the songs that she performed at the NAB, which is on the album, I thought was so original and so fantastic. It was called Family Tree. Here's a piece of it. Hold on a second. It's one of these songs that kind of takes you on a journey. It has different 
different sounds. It's like yeah. four different songs in one song. It's, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. So, okay, so the album, once again, is called Colored. It comes out June 22nd. Yes. Uh, I'm about to play another cut, uh, Denim, in a second. So it, things are going in a direction you're happy with. Absolutely. I mean, I'm here sitting with you. So oh, that's like, right. You know, that's amazing. This is definitely a, a milestone for any artist to be with Elvis Duran in the well, morning. No, no, get me. I've been with him a long time. Yeah, she's, honey, she's seen me naked. It ain't, it ain't oh, everything. God. So, okay, Priscilla Renee. Keep in mind, we're going to remind you up until June 22nd, this album. You can pre-order it now, I'm sure. You can pre-order it. We have vinyls. We have CDs. Um, you Don't can you get them on vinyl? our website. I, it's amazing. Yeah. And mine are like purple marble. Oh, it's oh, cool. Yeah, they're so cool. I make people <laughs> mad. I like, scratch it a little bit. So he goes, it has a oh. little... His little it has it adds character. <laughs> it just pisses people off. That's that's my job. Priscilla, congratulations. Thank you. Thank and you so much. It's so so great to have you here. But your story really makes your music more colorful oh, and yeah. more fun, and that's what we love the best. The best. Priscilla Renee. Oh no, here's denim. Listen to. Gray skies are gonna clear up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is Elvis Duran in the morning show. Hey, it's Elvis Duran. You've heard how Wells Fargo is holding themselves accountable for recent issues. They're working hard to rebuild trust, reestablish core values, and stay vigilant. So check out where they're headed at wellsfargo.com slash renew. You just might be surprised. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A. Don't answer the phone. Elvis, Elvis Duran, the Elvis Duran phone tap. I want to preface that this is a very weird phone tap, so oh, just boy. enjoy it and understand it's weird. It's more like a, a work of art. <laughs> okay. So, all right, so Jason and Nick are buddies, and they play jokes on each other all the time. So Jason reached out to me, and we came up with this, uh, uh, you know, it, this idea, and um, we wanted to phone tap his, his friend, and I came up with a stupid scenario where I found his, phone, his buddy's phone number on a bathroom wall, and I called him up, and I... I, I pretended I was perverted. So you'll see. Oh. Perverted? He, pre- he pretended he was perverted. Wow, you it's pretended weird, you pretended that you're a pervert. It's a weird That's not phone. not a stretch at all. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Who's this? Who's this? <laughs> this is Jason. Hey. How you doing? Yeah. How you doing? I'm good, man. Who is this? <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, uh, what do you look like, man? Who is this? <laughs> Come on, dude. Cut the what size feet do you have? Who gives a Who is this, man? How Who big are this? How big are your feet? <laughs> they're they're big, bro. They're real big, man. Size eleven. Yeah, yeah love. I'll be right up your in a minute. <laughs> I gotta go. Morgan, I know it's you. Cut <laughs> it out, man. You sound awesome. I love it. Come on, man. I'm totally horny for you. Yeah. You you wax? You wax your oh, body? Yeah. yeah, Morgan. I wax all over, man. My d- are totally free, buddy. I'm free balling today. Dude, let's d- each other. Fight each other and stuff. And yeah, let's do it hardcore, buddy. Yeah. Come on, Morgan. Cut it out, Morgan. Yeah. I want to take your size 11 feet and uh, I want you to walk all over me. Yeah. Yeah, I'll walk all over you, buddy. And then after that, I want you to lay on top of me and we'll just wrestle on the ground all night. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I love it, yeah. Morgan, cut the man. For real, I gotta go to work, man. Quit around. Yeah. I gotta go. Nick! Hey, he thinks it's Morgan. That is perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Dude, I love this. I'm gonna put you on three-way, and you call him. Feel him out and see what's going on, all right? All right, cool. Yep. Hello? Jay? What's up, dude? Nothing, man. 
Morgan keeps calling me, acting like he's like hitting on me. What? Yeah, it's like, he's like moaning. He's got nothing better to do, man. He's sitting around. <laughs> Dude, it's definitely not Morgan. Uh, I didn't think anybody would actually call you. <laughs> Don't get mad, all right? When we were over at Sarah Ash the other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally wrote your number on the bathroom wall, dude. <laughs> No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. Why would you do that? For real? Oh, calm down, dude. I was just playing around. I didn't think anybody was actually going to call you. Wait, dude, that's dude. Who does like that? Yeah, lots of people. This is not cool, man. I, it's it's going to go away. And you know what? Oh it's exactly God. like the you. I can't get... believe you did. This is him again. This is him again, man. Oh. I can't take this. Dude, dude, answer it. No, dude, answer it. Answer it. Dude, I'm going Jason, breathe. Jason, breathe. No, Answer it. Man. Hold on. Hold on. Hello? Hello. How you doing? You're a skank. You're a skank. Listen, you're a skank, man. Yeah. You find some number on some bathroom wall and you decide to call him in yeah. for a good time? Yeah, yell at me. Yell at me. I love when you yell at me. Yeah. Listen, you're, you're a pervert, man. Yeah. You trying to call people? Yeah. Hey. Hey, uh, let me, I'm going to tell you something right I'm now. I'm getting sweaty. I'm getting sweaty. I, uh, Are you right now? I want to lick your feet. That's I want to touch hilarious. you and smell you. I want to smell you, sir. You're going to smell oh, like shit in your face in a minute, dude. Uh, no, I'm not. This is Greg T. from Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. You've been phone tapped. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Elvis Duran phone tap. This phone tap was pre-recorded with permission granted by all participants. The Elvis Duran phone tab only on Elvis Duran and the Morning Show. Keeping you current on all things Elvis, the Morning Show Twitter account. Follow us now at Elvis Duran Show. Elvis Duran and the Morning Show.